This is the unofficial One Piece podcast special six, the data cast. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. Today's podcast, we have some old favorites, some new favorites, really just favorites. Uh, First off, I would like to welcome back uh, Steven. Hey, what's up? Uh, He is a veteran uh, manga translator working for just about every manga company in the United States. I'm just going to save us time and say every single one. (laughs) But uh, we also have Greg, uh, um, you know, talking from Japan. I was going to use beaming in or something. Welcome, Greg. I, well, you can be me. Oh, can I can. Damn it. And and then I can beam out at the at the end. And then I can, <laughs> and I can grab some pizza while I'm there. You should get some pizza in the country that has better pizza, the United States. Yeah, the, yeah, the better yeah. state. <laughs> you mean Illinois, Chicago pizza? Oh, wish they could see oh, the boy. video of us like laughing. Oh yeah, we're Check, all please. yeah. <laughs> we're also doing uh you guys can't see but we're actually able to see each other through this podcast we're uh we're using stickam and seeing if this works if uh fire crouch whose beautiful face i haven't seen in about a year i know oh, fire crouch yeah. has been so long oh, look how cute he is right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm a i'm a cutie pie everyone knows it uh, actually he's, he's, he's a lady killer welcome to the I podcast welcome back fire crouch Good, good. Oh, He's rocking quite the afro right now. Yeah, look at yeah, that. Well, I actually, I actually got a haircut. My hair was even longer before, uh, before this. You should let that go, man. That's pretty cool. We all look different. We should. Is the the One Piece podcast has had like a one year time skip where we all look different now. <laughs> <laughs> so. I did not have, I did not have a goatee at the beginning of this. And well, I was I was unemployed. And I had less hair. <laughs> oh no, I was in a campaign. I was in a campaign. And I had a steady job. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what were we going to say, Firecrash? Hopefully, um, if you all see me again, uh, I'll have let my hair, hair go, because it does look <laughs> nice. pretty cool. Uh, I also want to introduce, uh, we had one, a year ago we were calling him Evil Gamer X, but uh, we now know his name is either Jason or Jay Sack. So, so welcome, Jason. Either of the latter are fine. <laughs> and uh, so, today, uh, we're going to be talking about Databook Green. Uh, then we're going to go into volume 60 and uh, maybe take a few of your questions if we have time. Uh, this is going to be a long podcast, having recorded a good chunk of it so already. So you shouldn't waste any more time. Let's uh, right no, but uh, one thing, uh, Greg is actually having a drive uh, to bring in uh, money for him to go to Jump Festa. And Greg, why don't you explain it for us? All right. Uh, so here's the sales pitch. Uh, the, the punchline is, please give me money. Um, but the explanation is... Uh, my wife and I will be will be traveling to uh, Jump Festa, hopefully, hopefully with uh, One Piece stage pass tickets in hand. Uh, if not, we're going to do our best to uh, to try to see the the video uh, display of it. Not sure where that is, but we'll ask some of the uh, the stage uh, hands attendants, whatever uh, there, if they can show us. But uh, other than that, we'll, we'll be taking tons of pictures, taking notes, filling up uh, memo pads, dental pads full with, with information of, of what's going on there. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some live updates. Uh, but this year, the people that can make that happen are you, uh, our wonderful listeners. Uh, I'm using my, my sales pitch voice here, right? This is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it works. There um, <laughs> um uh, actually, I, I'm in the uh, middle of a, a job transition phase right now. It's it's called it, we're in the middle of a phase right now. I like to call phase awful, um, <laughs> and it's it's where I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my uh, life. <laughs> and 
actually, I was only supposed to be in Japan for three years on this contract, um, but because I did apparently such a good job, uh, they extended it to five years, uh, and now they send me packing. So, so the the idea is to find a new job, and I have no idea whether that's going to be in Japan, or whether that's going to be in America, or what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, we're just we're just saving up money right now uh, because we have no idea where, where we're going to be by next uh, August. So. Uh, in order to go to Jump Festa this year, we need your help. Please help us out. Uh, th this isn't something just for us. This is something for everybody. Uh, like it's been every year for the past four years. Uh, I'll be going there. I'll be taking video pictures. I'll try to make some YouTube videos. Uh, the podcast guys have been amazing trying trying to get this whole thing together. Um, and I want to thank them personally right here. Uh, but also, uh, I want to thank you uh, for everybody who has donated or will donate. Um, thank you so much, uh, and we will figure out a way to thank each of you, uh, even if you throw in just two cents. Uh, it, Which it, we have it, had it, happen. <laughs> yeah, your two cents does matter. So yes, uh, we'll we'll list out names at the end of the podcast uh, when I have them in front of me, and uh, to thank you again. Uh, but we're already halfway to our goal, which is amazing in such a short period of time. And Chopper Rules hasn't even put in his uh, <laughs> promised very large amount. And you know, I also don't. I also want to say uh, this podcast. We're not telling people to go beyond their means. If you, you know, go within your means. If if you're like Steve here, who has like no money, uh, not at all. <laughs> or if you're an art, if you're an artist, is what oh, me too. About. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you know, or if you go to school in New York and pretty much all your money's spent oh, on that. Oh, tell me about oh. it. Guilty, <laughs> but you know, then send in, I guess, a couple bucks. You know, that'll help. Mm -hmm. Whatever or two cents or two mm -hmm. cents, if that's within your means. If you live in uh, the middle of sub-Saharan Africa, you know, I understand two cents is as much as you could give, probably more. Uh, so we understand. On the other hand, if you're filthy rich and have too much money, you should be sending in a hundred dollars to help Greg out. It's not that much if you're that. Uh, that wealthy if but if you don't feel like just going to japan yourself <laughs> yeah then you should go to japan yourself and go to jump festa but no no we're we're really excited we really hope that greg could go there again last year was awesome even though oda didn't say anything explicit it was still great and i got to stay up until 11 a.m and i don't get to do that enough <laughs> i went to sleep at 3 a.m woke back up at 6 a.m <laughs> and i got sick I think. but it's it's the only chance i mean as a podcast as the as the english-speaking community um in general, for One Piece fans to get up there and Greg could represent us at Jump Festa, where Oda is, where the entire Straw Hat uh, cast is, it's, it's going to be good times. I think that's, I think that's true. Um, anything else you want to add, Greg? Uh, just really looking forward to it. And, and again, I just want to thank you all uh, for, for making this possible for all of us, because this is really a, a benefit for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're making this possible for the whole English-speaking One Piece community this year. Thank you. Uh, one other note, uh, back to the normal stuff we talk about, we're going to be at Anime USA this weekend, so this is going to be the last chance I'm going to have to tell people that ahead of time. Uh, we're going to be there, uh, our panel Saturday, November the 13th at 4pm in panels 2. Uh, we're also doing an FMA one for the first time ever, and probably not something we're going to do that often, so you, you're going to want to check that out. That's going to be on uh, Friday, November 12th at 8.30pm in workshops 2. So, with that all out of the way, you guys ready to talk about Data Book Green? Let's do it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay, everyone.
everyone, this is the moment we've been waiting for. This is what the podcast is named after, Data Book Green. Yep, the Data Book Green podcast. It's the Data Book Green podcast. No, it's the Data Cast is what you're listening to right now. Uh, and Steven here is really going to be leading the discussion of what he thinks is important to talk about. Uh, you may have heard us on, um, what day was that, Tuesday or Monday, really talking about the initial news to come out of that. Uh, but Stephen, why don't you start us in order with the book, and we'll have a supplemental to go along with this via on our website, OnePiecePodcast.com. Okay, well, uh, I, I thought first I would just sort of talk about if you uh, were listening to the other episode when I came on, when we had just gotten word of what was exactly going to be in it, they had sort of a bullet list of a couple different things that would be in the book, and... Um, uh, I, I thought I would just sort of go over each of these things. They, they mentioned, for example, that there would be 80 secrets uh, from from the series listed in the book. And these are sort of sprinkled out throughout. Most of the book sort of takes place chronologically in the story. Um, so it sort of goes through the arcs in order and it lists little little things here and there. And, uh, you know, I, I think at the time I said I expected most of them would be stuff we already knew, and we would get a couple things that were sort of like stuff that Oda had hidden in plain sight that people tend to bring up in the SBS. You know, they say, hey, I saw this. I noticed this. Is this the case? And then he says, oh, yeah, that is true, um, you know, as, as he likes to do to, to sort of divulge this sort of, uh, you know, hidden information. But even by those standards, uh, they're pretty lame. Uh, basically, almost all the, the 80 secrets are, are just things we've all seen before and uh they're they're actually they're sort of thematically done in a way that that it, it basically he they use it to to mention things things that we know later on that we didn't know when the story first came about so for example uh you know like morgan how did morgan get to be a captain well it was because uh you know Django hypnotized him into thinking he had kidnapped the fake captain kuro sort of thing you know something that you saw you know two volumes later or whatever uh so that that part is, is a little disappointing uh it also has all of the uh the 12 uh chapter cover story arcs um and uh, I know Greg mentioned, I think when he first got the book, that he was a little disappointed. But actually, I thought they did this better than they did in the other books. In red, blue, and yellow, they had the first three. Uh, it was Buggy, uh, Kobe, and Helmeppo, and Django's Dance Paradise or Dance Carnival or whatever it was. Um, and in those books, they, they, repro they reproduced the pictures like three or four covers to a page. So they're really crammed in there. And uh, they didn't have the the original titles of the uh, uh, you know of the each of the stories, which was really sort of disappointing. But in this one, they they're all no more than two to a page, and in some cases, just one. They have the original titles, and they have little write ups, little descriptions of of each one. And I, I thought that was kind of cool because you you really get you know it's sort of fleshed out a little bit. Um, you know, if there was ever any uh, confusion over you know, how one panel leads into the other. It's, it's sort of tied together by this, this text in the, uh, in the book, which is cool. And then, and they also have the, uh, the animal, the animal theater, all the, the different, uh, you know, in between covers of people on the crew doing stuff with animals. Unfortunately, these are, are really lame. They're like 10 to a page. <laughs> so they're like tiny little thumbnails. And, you know, on the ones where, where Oda used a lot of really fine line work. It's you, you can barely even tell what it is. So that that's sort of disappointing. But, you know, on the other hand, it's it's not really a, a big feature of 
of the book. And then, of course, at the end, it has what is really the, the meat and potatoes of the book. I think the stuff that we'll have lots to talk about the uh, like the sketches and the early planning uh, that Oda had. And it talks a lot about uh, what what things he had planned from the start and how things changed, how certain characters are different now. And there's just a ton of that. And that stuff is really fascinating to look at. And uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. But I figured right now I'll just sort of go through uh, the first, you know, 300 pages of the book, which is all of the the story recaps and so on, and and pick out a few things that I thought were interesting. Um, and uh, and Greg, if there's anything that you, you, didn't, you didn't hear me say, please uh, jump in and, and uh, add add that. Yeah, no, I uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's my feeling about the about Green. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed, uh, like you mentioned, that we didn't get uh, full pages of the, of the stories, and and that was eh, you know that was a little bit of a downer. But uh, with with some of these, how long they are, uh, especially Hot Johns, um, I guess that wasn't feasible for a book uh, with everything else in it as it is. Um, it's already the biggest uh, log book that's come out by far. Yeah, yeah, it's it's four hundred it's four hundred four hundred pages, and I think the other ones were like two fifty maybe at the at the most. So yeah, definitely much much bigger. Yeah, it's kind of funny just like looking at it next to like yellow, because yeah. I remember at the time when yellow came out, we're like, oh, this is big. Now green is yep. just like, oh. Yep. All right, so uh, let's let's get into this here. Um, now the the way that they organized this uh, this thing is they sort of go they split the story up into to chunks and what they they seem to have done is they get you get about uh, six to ten pages or so covering just the story uh, of a particular section like uh, you know the for example the East Blue stuff is right at the front it's about ten pages and it just has uh, you know pictures and captions and little writings uh, of you know the 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 big arcs really really quickly uh, explained, and then they have a few of these uh, secrets uh, sprinkled about. Uh, Stephen, can the... I also mm-hmm. mention the color uh, pages at the start? Yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. This is your. Uh, they they have a they have a uh, a little fold out spread uh, which is is pretty cool uh, right inside the the cover. Uh, one side is uh just a a drawing of luffy uh with a red background and his hat actually is like a sort of weird technicolor uh i don't know montage of of like different scenes from the manga it's it's kind of hard to explain uh but then there's a silhouette of of shanks putting the the hat on his head and uh on the on the reverse of that is uh, a sort of classic crew uh fold out color spread uh of them all sort of arranged in a big uh i don't know tower or something uh and it says declaration of war it's uh pretty cool they're all posing i I'll, I'll just mention i like what they did with uh with luffy's hat here um since this was from the cover of the uh, one piece's 10th anniversary in, in yeah Japan, uh i like how they they didn't they couldn't uh you know go for the gold or at least shiny uh, covering the coating that it has, like you see on the cover of green, because uh, originally it had a, a kind of gold sheen to it. Um, but instead, putting those scenes in there, like that was uh, that was interesting. That was nice. Um, and also, also yeah. Usopp's Usopp's. Uh, just while we're we're talking about the beginning, uh, Usopp's kind of candid 
comments here at the front were also kind of cool. I'm um, talking about the, I, I, what do they call the figureheads on ships? Those, those yeah, interesting. yeah. I always look forward to them. Now, just a question about the past data books. So was uh, Yellow, was that Nami? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they do it in the cool. Okay. Just curious. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never really talked about uh, the data. The data books. Yeah. Yeah. No. Podcast, it's it's so. great that we're finally getting it's, to. It's, yeah. It's been a while since there's been one out, so it's cool to have something to talk about. It's before we started. <clears throat> uh, three years, I think. Way I, before we started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was during the. It was one of the 10th anniversary items mm. that came with one of the little fold-outs. Well, Jason, you were nice enough to give me the spread at the beginning of this that uh, Greg was just talking about with the sheen, uh, the Luffy with the hat and the shanks and the, all that. And the so, shanks and the thing. And the thing. With the, oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, and, and, and uh, while, while, I'm, while I'm just on this, the, the, oh, wait, you know what? Never mind. Go ahead, Steven. I'm jumping <laughs> okay. ahead. All right. Uh, well, the, the the first thing I sort of wanted to to bring up is they did mention right here on the very first page they have stuff from the the first chapter, uh, you know, including the fact that Luffy could not swim, uh, you know, from the start even before he had his devil fruit. Um, it's just part of his nature. But they they did mention they they brought up the fact that Luffy when he first sets off he says, "Oh, I want ten people on my crew." And uh, they point out, well, there's nine right now, and uh, so it says it isn't specifically state but it sort of brings up with a questioning tone could it be that at least one more person is going to be added to the crew in the new world that sounds very uh, like they're coaxing it out of you could it be yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, it's possible but uh uh you know this this whole section i think pretty much all most of the stuff before the actual sketching and uh and sort of behind the scenes info reads like it was basically put together by you know the, the the assistants and the writers that they brought in to help compile the information to i don't think oda you know necessarily took a lot of these things and said hey talk about this it's it's pretty straightforward stuff um but uh they did uh, let's see now there was another thing around here uh they, they mentioned now, i don't recall this ever being mentioned it might have been brought up in an sbs but i can't remember but uh they they talk about the uh the marine salute and why they salute the way they do if you if you don't remember they they uh they hold their hand out with the back to the person that they're facing rather than the palm out it's the back of the hand out and it's explained here that uh this is apparently because when you're a sailor but when you're a sailor you're on deck of a ship you know you're pulling ropes and uh, you've got tar on on the ropes and all sorts of other stuff and your hands get real filthy so it's a sign of respect that you pull you 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 salute with your hand the palm of your hand uh not facing your superior officer so not to show them that you know the the grossness it's uh, sort of a a sign of respect i guess it's kind it's of like they uh it's going to be like they pulled a lot of stuff from the SPSs because this was I remember reading about one of them. Was that was that in the SPS? I believe so. I remember reading it before. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was. Uh, they now they also have this thing. I thought this was sort of cute. This isn't necessarily a secret, but it's something that I never really put together. They talk about uh, Usopp's little friends, uh, Ninjin, Tamanegi, and Piman, uh, his uh, his Usopp pirates, and uh, they mention that uh you know when uh, when luffy and the crew first meet them and they haven't seen usopp yet they're asking what do you guys what's the big deal with this usopp guy and they each list 
these things that they like about Usopp. And if you, uh, and uh, let's see, Ninjin says he likes how he's uh, really nosy. Pima says he likes how he's he's really bossy. And Tamanegi says he likes how, he, you know, he lies a lot. He, he tells these stories. And then if you go to the scene where Usopp breaks them up and he asks, okay, what are your dreams? What do you want to be in the future? They each say something that relates to that quality, uh, which is that, Ninjin, you know, he said he likes how how Usopp is is nosy and gets into everybody's business. He wants to be a bartender or a bar owner. You know, the guy, all the people in town come into your bar and you find out about their lives and you, you know, so on and so forth. Pimon says he likes how he's bossy. He's the guy who wants to be the master carpenter, the guy who directs, you know, the construction efforts and tells the other people what to do. And Tamanegi says he wants to be a writer, you know, telling stories, making up stuff. I thought that was kind of cute. I, I had never really put that together. Uh, but uh, but they drew that they drew that together. That is really and, cool. Uh, yeah, I yeah, that yeah, that. really ties it together uh, pretty well. Yeah, and now uh, at, at the end of the East Blue stuff, then they start doing the uh, the cover stories. They they sort of split these up so that each each section of the main story of One Piece is sort of a comp- then followed by whatever cover stories relate to it. And one thing that they did that was interesting, I thought, was rather than presenting the cover stories in the order that they appeared in the manga, they actually they actually go by the order of the character who appears in the manga. So they start off with Kobe and Helmetbo because they came in before Buggy in the story. Right. Uh, hmm. And what they did for these sections, uh, and this is this is pretty cool. I, I like the I like the way that they did this. Is before the covers, they have a little, uh, you know, the the you know the the travails of such and such a character, part one, and it go and it shows you, you know, what happened to them as a character before their cover story. So you know, you see Kobe, he's you know a member of Alvita's crew. Um, you know, Luffy sort of helps him overcome his fear of her, and uh, teaches him to stick up for himself and stuff like that, and then. Uh, and then they go through with the the cover arc, uh, and you know, like I said, it, you know, you get you get all this text to go with it, sort of telling the story that's that's unfolding through these chapters. And then at the end, it has part two of their story, and it, you know, assuming it's a character who has appeared in the story again, it shows what happens to them after they come back into the story after the the cover arc, which is really cool because you, you know you basically have you know within the span of of thirty or forty pages or whatever, you have the entire story of of whatever character is being featured in these, uh, in these things. So, you know, you see Kobe, uh, coming back, uh, as a, as a Marine and the, you know, his, his role in the, uh, in the war at Marineford and, uh, you know, the, the, the evolution that his character has taken, the fact that he's sort of learning hockey and, and all this other stuff, um, which is, which is pretty cool. So it does, it goes through Kobe, uh, then it goes through Buggy's story, uh, and then Django's, and uh, and then Hachan, so you get all the East Blue guys in a row, and then uh, and then they head to the the early Grand Line stuff. Uh, you know, so it covers Laboon, uh, Drum Island, Alabasta, all that stuff goes through Wapol's story, goes through Ace's story because we met him in Alabasta. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Now, m- none of these secrets, I, you know, I have a little list here of things that I wanted to point out. And there's a big skip here because none of these secrets were interesting or newsworthy at all. <laughs> uh, but they did they did point out, skipping ahead here to uh, the, the Skypea arc, uh, they did mention here, and I know some, some people are talking about this too, 
they, they pointed out what Bellamy says in uh, in Jaya, where he's he's making fun of these these things that dreamers think up that you know don't exist in reality, and you know uh, uh, he's making fun of them, and he talks about uh, not only the city of gold but the Emerald City, and uh, as well as you know the great treasure of One Piece, and well we found out that you know the city of gold did exist, so it so it's like wow, well, what, a, what is this Emerald City then? You know, could this exist too? Sort of same deal as, as the thing before about the 10 crewmates. You know, it, it doesn't really state that it necessarily will, but it's like, huh. you know, could, could it be? Could it come back into the story at some point? It's, it's, uh, uh, Steven, uh, if, yeah. if you just don't mind me asking, because uh, I'm just looking, between uh, the cover stories, um, they have like all... The thumbnails? The, they have thumbnails of the title pages of the, the Straw Hats. Now, are these every single uh, title page with the Straw Hats and an animal? Is that what yeah. these pages uh, are for? I'm not sure. Is it? Uh, do you know? I, uh, I believe so. They do it also in character order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I yeah, kind of like. Actually. But it seems yeah, like they... some of these are going like really far back, and they're going to the most current ones. I just you know just want to see if there was confirmation yeah, on they... that. They are split up by character. So, for example, the mm-hmm. first time you see one, there, there's, there's like, I think, 10 of these pages with all the different uh, little crew and animal uh, covers. And they're, they're split up throughout the book, uh, but they do go in order. So, for example, the first one is Luffy, and then the next one is uh, more Luffy and a bit of Zoro. And then the next one after that is Zoro and Nami and so on and so forth. So you, it does seem to cover, you know, if it doesn't have every single one of them, it definitely spans the entire series uh, as far as uh, you know which chapters they're they're using i'm actually kinda... pretty i was gonna say i'm actually pretty sure that they have every single one in here the only thing that they don't have is obviously the color spreads which are in the color yeah. locks yeah yeah reading these i'm remembering how much i love these cover stories we never yeah. really it's like oh yeah Godatsu has a cover story yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Godatsu's is running a spa in alabaster right now yeah yeah and and one thing that I noticed too, just reading these all in order, is that I I, I realized that at certain points, uh, you know, when you, when you usually when you come across these cover stories, you know, they've never they until now they've never really been offered up, you know, sequentially in one place. So you sort of read it one once a week, you know, as you go through the chapters. And whenever you read them, you're sort of they're being split up by the chapter. So you read the you know you read the cover story, then you read the next chapter of the story, which is about something entirely different. And uh, I, I never really realized how, in some of these cases, like how I had not really been paying attention to what exactly this sequence of events was, or why necessarily guys would be doing one thing in one chapter and then another thing in the next. And uh, it, it really it, it ties it all together. You can really see how well Oda planned these uh, these little stories out. It's uh, it just sort of increased my appreciation for uh, for what he did with these. I'm hoping they all pay off because uh, some like uh, yeah. Enru Gadatsu, CP9, um, a, a few others were not we're not 100 percent positive if we're going to see them again. But uh, yeah, and that's true. You know, they do with the characters that do appear again. They do have the, uh, the sort of the follow up page that tells you what happens after they, they've been. But the ones that haven't, uh, they don't have a page. You know, it just yeah. goes straight to the to the next section. I noticed. So, that. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I know everybody was sort of hoping for uh, you mm-hmm. know. What, what's going to happen to Eneru sort of thing, but uh, nope, no, no, no oh, joy. Let's see. Um, out of the cover stories we've had so far, we haven't heard back from Eneru, Wapple, Gidatsu, CP9, yeah. but that's like the m- most recent one. But yeah. I think all these other characters, though, we've seen again. 
Especially, yeah, like yeah. Kami and Hachi. We hadn't even met Kami in the, in the original story. It, was it just uh, yeah. makes it all troublesome that they don't animate these things. They, they are important in the story, and I'd like to see them in the anime. Yeah, we've had this discussion so many yeah. times. Yeah. Like, so it, it deserves a mention, I think, that we aren't yeah. pissed off that these aren't animated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, speaking of the cover stories and everything, with all the extra text on this side, was there anything that's actually like interesting that any of you have uh found that they've written with the cover stories the additional text um you, you mean the like the descriptions of the of what's going on yeah um not really it's basically just sort of provides an extra layer of description for what's going on um and usually it also has you know although they do have the the, the original title of each entry uh, underneath the the picture oftentimes that's sort of it's it's also in the description they sort of just take that and then write a full sentence or a little mini paragraph about it um you know they're, they're sort of clever they're they're creative in a way that sort of does justice to Oda's <laughs> sense of humor and stuff but I, there's not really anything you know specially revealing about them only one that, that i thought was interesting and i know i discussed this with you a little bit earlier jason was on page 36, uh, the 18th of the Helmeppo uh, story, uh, it actually tells you what Helmeppo's, uh, I, I don't know what's a proper good word for that, but his determination or his, his conviction is to, to his father. And it is, uh, someday I'll, I'll, I'll go beyond you and, and I'll be the one who, ca- who uh, captures you or catches you, gets you, tracked you down. Um, yes. Uh, I heard... Jason just told me before we started earlier uh, that that he actually said that in the anime, and I, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he did. but 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 this is is the first time that we've had some kind of a, some kind of a connection of that to canon. So it's one of those things like it's a it's a gray area right now. Um, obviously, Oda didn't include that himself, but it's here. His name is on the cover. Uh, we can probably guess that that's what he said to him. It, it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's not hundred percent. Yeah. That 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 particularly, since we we didn't mention it, that is the uh, the instance where Morgan has kidnapped Helmeppo and is on his escape raft away from the ship, and Helmeppo is uh, is pointing his finger at him, and the, the title just simply says Helmeppo's determination or something. It doesn't tell you what what it is that he's saying until this little caption here. Yeah, you, re- remember this will all be on the supplemental PDF, uh, so you guys could follow along. Do you do you find that Green really? covers like fills in uh the blanks for not understanding things so i remember because we were talking on the podcast like we didn't understand why the skypeans and the shandorians had wings and it was in a day it was pretty much mentioned in uh it was covered in enru's cover story but you know vaguely so does green really fill in the blanks or at points no, it basically just it, it it essentially just repeats information that we already know from the manga. It doesn't sort of answer specific questions that that you might have, uh, unfortunately. And uh, you know, I think the debate still sort of rages about what exactly is meant. What, you know, what he meant by the the thing I mean, with the wings. And is there anything mention, really groundbreaking in, in in green at all? Uh, before well, there, the, there is. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of interesting stuff in the back, um, you know, about, ah, about the roots of the series. Trying to hide it from us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're just sort of going through it in order here. Uh, but, but yeah, the juicy yeah. stuff is, is to come. Now, hold on. Ah. On page 204, we have for the first time the full version of the idiot song. Uh, I, if that's not important, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. can, can you please sing that for us, Greg? 
No, please don't. Please. Um, or, at least, or at least speak, sing it. So, 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 so. Okay, that's the end of it. Okay. <laughs> what, what were the remaining lyrics in English? I'm not even reading it, right? That actually, yeah. This was actually from an SBS. Oh, it was? Yeah. I, I vaguely kind of remember that. <laughs> but, but look, there's notes on this. <laughs> I think, Greg, I'm very happy you pointed that out. Yeah. Um, no, no, some, some useless trivia. Um, I mentioned this at a jump festa, but the uh, Tanaka Mayumi, she actually the, the version she sang this for this in the in the animation was uh, ad lib. She ad libbed it, and uh, <laughs> she asked Oda if somebody asked Oda if that was the intended uh, way that he wanted it sung, and he said not at all. So <laughs> the real version of this has yet to be heard. I, I that's one of my favorite scenes in Skypea, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and that's and not wrong. Sweetheart. That's right. It doesn't get no writer. <laughs> Thank you, Red. Stephen, are you uh, are you done commenting on the Skypea points? Because I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm looking here at my next note, and I actually can't find. It. I had the page number wrong, so I don't even know where the next thing is. But gone. We can figure right, it out. Page, the page right before that, two hundred three. Uh, this is just important and, uh, to remind uh, a lot of fans because. I know when I was first reminded of this, um, I, I was like, wait, what? But it's uh, the, the other way up to Skypea is a uh, high west. And that's a good thing to keep in mind uh, is that there is some other way up to Skypea that, that uh, was named way back in, in chapter 238. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think Gonfall also mentioned that to them. After yeah, yeah at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was the chapter. Yeah. That's cool to know. <laughs> <laughs> but we already knew. So as as we head into the new world, just uh, just something to, to no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, hoping I we get to see that. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. I, I have a few other weird little things here. They they mentioned. I don't know if uh, if Oda covered this in SBS again. It's sort of thing. It probably was, but I can't remember it. But but they they talk about the uh, the criminal fashion brand mm. and. Um, you know, it's 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 always criminal, and there's a star on it, and uh, and you might be thinking, well, what's what's the connection? It's actually it's because in uh, in police lingo in Japan, uh, hoshi means it's it's star, but it also means like the culprit or or the guy you're after, and so that that apparently is how it how it ties in. And I guess he thought of that because Papug is a starfish, so he's got you know sort of ties into his character. But I hadn't really made the connection before, which is uh, another little weird tidbit uh, to add. Let me see here. Where is? Um, yeah, they also mentioned I, I did. Uh, they did advertise this uh, about Robin, the way that she refers to the the crew members, and they did have it here, which is essentially that you know before she was saved at. Uh, at NES lobby, uh, you know, she would refer to them by their role within the crew or something about them. You know, she called Usopp long nose and, uh, you know, Nami miss navigator and, and so on and so forth. And she changes that to actually speaking their names after 
uh, you know, after she's rescued and she sort of re rediscovers her, her will to live and, and so on. And, uh, you know, it's a sign of, of her sort of breaking down her, her internal boundaries, uh, that sort of shut her off from the rest of the world and especially from the rest of the crew. So, uh, you know, that's sort of a little confirmation there of, uh, you know, the, the character evolution of, of Robin. Um, what else do we have here? There was some notice I'm sort of jumping ahead. I, I can't find where this original note was cause I had the wrong page, but, uh, they did mention, uh, skipping forward to the, the Marineford thing after, uh, after Blackbeard gets his, his second fruit, you know, he sort of absorbs right. Whitebeard's power. Uh, they, they mentioned, uh, you know, people were, you know, all across all the characters are like, how is that possible? How can you have two fruit? And Marco says something along the lines of, you know, you guys know there's something different about him. There's something, there's something wrong or alien about the way his, his body works. And, uh, they had a note, you know, of course I can't find it, but I, I remember what they uh, said. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, page 258. I was just going to ask you about this. 258. Okay. Oh, I was, was off by like earlier. two. Yeah, I was off by two pages. I had 256. Okay, well, yeah, anyways, uh, and it says in the description, I don't recall this being mentioned in in the actual text of the story, but it says that the key to solve this mystery is the fact that he's had, I, I guess I, it's sort of hard to, to say yeah. this correctly, but he's had twice the life of of other people, uh, and it, Meaning, not not necessarily that he's. It could mean that he's lived twice as long, or it could mean that there's some other weird thing about him. And uh, as, I thought that was sort of interesting. I don't recall hearing that. Um, and it's sort of like, well, what does that exactly mean? Uh, you know, about him. Do you, you have any thoughts about that, Greg? I'm so glad you brought this up because I read that the first night, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And I was like, I don't, I don't remember that even being brought up. And and I, I went right to Hark and I was like, Harka. She's like, yes. And I was like, what does this mean? Because I have no idea how to read this properly. And she was like, I have no idea. <laughs> so the two of us were like, mm, well, it means he's had more life than, than other people or twice the life. It's 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 very ambiguous, which is which is typical of yeah, Odo, which, which makes me think that it appeared somewhere. But I can't think for the life of me where. Would it, very would, it, would it be that scene in Jaya where yeah, I was just thinking that. everyone has been talking about, you know, where uh, you know, there's more than one person? Mm. And that's the only instance where I could think of anything that vague coming up. I was never sure about that scene because I always thought that that just meant that Luffy and Zoro had detected that white, you know, Blackbeard's crew members were also in yeah. the town. That's yeah. what I always thought. And, but now... This is the first time I've ever questioned that. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, are you guys the, uh, the, the word that they use is jinsei, which means it could mean a, a couple different things, uh, depending on, on how you, you phrase it. It, it could mean, uh, you know, it could just mean your life, like the, you know, the life that you lived from birth till death, or it could mean like the way that you live, you sort of your life style almost it's uh you know it could be taken several different ways which uh you know chris makes it that much harder to figure out what they mean by it yeah well it also brings back to like the speculation as to why three skulls on blackbeard's thing yeah. and all that there's a bunch of theories that go around the whole well this, this is what we're looking at right now we've got we've got blackbeard 
Uh, he's set up to be our, our main villain. Yeah. Uh, he has this flag with three skulls. He now has two fruits, one, uh, one a Logia and one a Paramecia. All right. There's one more skull on the flag. There's one more type of devil fruit. Um, and, and he's got this, this strange body with, with this, this strange, uh, comment about, about his life. So I don't know. You, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Um, we have one more type of devil fruit, and I would like to see a giant dragon that shoots darkness and makes earthquake. <laughs> hey, that works. Well, it it kind of makes sense because why Paramecia is the third one? It's like the all encompassing one. He could have made like five different types, and Paramecia could have included like different type of things. I feel like he didn't need to make three. Uh, so it maybe he made it with that in mind. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. See now, I actually uh, just, yeah. I just wanted to ask two questions since we're on pages near them. Um, on page two fifty four, is there anything else said about brag the book Bragman, or is that just a copy and paste from the SBS? It, it's yeah, it's just, it's just, it just says that you know it repeats. Hey, you know, remember this book that Nami was reading right. Bragman? Well, it was in the library at O'Hara. Yeah, which, right. uh, that was a cool little thing. Yeah, and no. um, on the page we were just on with Marco, what was the callback to Chapter Zero? Oh, uh, that 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 was about Garp, uh, about how he has always been uh, a vice admiral. Um, you know, basically repeating the thing that he said in, I guess it was in Chapter Zero, right, where, where he says, you know, I don't want to ever take a, a, a promotion because I don't want to be, you know, I always want to be able to chase Roger. And, uh, you know, dedicate my life to to tracking this guy down. And I don't want to be, you know, taken away from that job. So he always wanted to sort of be a, you know, I guess, be a beat officer, I, you know, the equivalent of that. Um, and that's why he, he always refused promotions. That's that's kind of funny. If you if you understand how Japanese uh, companies work, uh, that, that is what you'll find a, a lot of, of reasons for why people keep. Uh, middle middle management instead of going up higher is because of the is because of the series is because of the freedom that they're allowed with, yeah. with those. <laughs> so it's interesting that he kind of seems like he took that possibly. Uh, I just want to ask one question for Greg. Um, we were talking about the Bragman thing, for example. Um, I think a lot of the reason we're not so impressed with the first ninety percent might be because we're incredibly astute and notice very little uh, pieces in in the series. Uh, no pun intended. Um, do, do you think the normal Japanese audience would go to something like that or a lot of the stuff revealed in the first 80, 90 percent of the book and think as we do and say, oh, we knew that already? Um, all right. Do, do most of the Japanese people? Probably not, because I all right. just to give you, you know, st- statistically speaking, if you take about uh, a sample in, in Japan with the Japanese population, if you take a sample of about 200 people. Uh, I learned this from from my favorite TV show, by the way, and I know Stephen loves it too. It's from the trivia. Yes. Right. I thought, yeah. I thought it was two thousand. <laughs> well, is it? Uh, I thought it was two hundred because I thought most. Of, I remember specifically the the what was it? The the cell phone ring. It was how many people have what's the most popular cell phone ringtone? And I'm getting off topic, and nobody cares. Um, <laughs> it's a great show. I, I care, Greg. Anyway, anyway, I think it's it, it's roughly roughly two hundred people, what possibly two thousand, but. I've got about 400 kids at my school, and over the past five years, I think it's something like this. I've had something total of 800. 
and all of them have gotten their One Piece information from me, basically, <laughs> uh, except for one student. All right, so that you've got 799, you know, and not all of them read One Piece, but you've got mo- the majority of students are, are basically like, whoa. I, I never noticed that there were three sake cups, or I never noticed that Bragman was the same thing. Uh, that, that's incredible. How would you know that? And she's like, well, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. Um, but <laughs> but uh, there was the one student who was like, yeah, he's like, I think that, that um, Blackbeard is going to, to get this, this other fruit, and I think this is going to happen. And he's, he's basically reading what's going to happen in the series, like, like a lot of us do. Um, and, and he knew all the little details and all the little things. I think you talked about that, uh, student when we were talking about the Blackbeard thing going on. Uh, okay. Yeah. First captain. Yeah, he, yeah. That was, that was the thing that, that left the biggest impression on me. Um, because he was like, yeah, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And that's how it happened. So, so that was <laughs> wow, this, this kid knows his stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, but I don't think most people read into it as much as we do. But also, a lot of the, this stuff is from the SBS. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the impression that I get is that, uh, you know, the recap section of the book, it actually is uh, a valuable resource in, in that, you know, it really does sort of break down all the things that, that we've seen, uh, you know, and not, not realized what, what it sort of meant in the story. And then you know, which was then revealed later and to sort of put it all into order and, and point out all of these different connections. And it's useful in that regard. But, you know, if, if you're, if you're a person like us who really reads into the story and, uh, and follows it, you know, closely, not, 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 almost none of it is, is new. And I think sort of the irony is that, uh, the people that, that would probably most benefit are the people who are not going to buy like a supplemental side book. Uh, you know, they're, they're the people who just read it and jump every other week or whatever and, and still follow it, but don't even buy the volume sort of thing. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it, when you, when you break it down, it's sort of like, well, why exactly does this book exist sort of thing? But that's, you know, again, this is only for the, the, the meat, the most of, most of the book, uh, you know, the, the, the sketching and the behind the scenes stuff is really the, the interesting, uh, sort of new material that we haven't seen before. Okay, so okay. so what are we up to, Steve? Uh, yeah, yeah. What Steve? are we? Up to? Uh, all right, let's see. I uh, I don't think I have anything past this up until the the Marineford stuff and uh, the the flashback for Luffy and Ace. So what and, page are we on here for those who have green? Let's in front of them? see. I uh, I'm looking at like three twenty four. We're all the way back there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this does have a few things, uh, of course they do, they do talk about Ace's tattoo and, uh, you know, if you didn't know already, <laughs> the crossed out S is, stands for Sabo and it's also mimicked by his little, uh, his Jolly Roger, which is the S with the, the two bones behind it, which looks like an X. Um, well, it's official so, now, so. Yeah, it's no official. One could, no one I thought the S was already, I thought it was just for spades and that was it, I didn't even think of that. Well, if if Oda if Oda was thinking Sabo since Alabasta, then hats off to him. If he was, yeah. But yeah, also, right if up. he realized, oh, I could just turn that into a Sabo thing. Hats <laughs> off to him. Yeah, we, well, <laughs> we'll never we'll never really know. Either yeah. way, really. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'll I'll bring this up later, but we'll, but we'll come back to that about him using his his thoughts on Ace and how to use Ace. It's mm-hmm. a little teaser for what's coming down the line. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what do we have next, Stephen? So uh, next is the uh, sort of a breakdown of uh, what's going to go on in the new age, the new world, um, and it has sort of a just a list of the different uh, the different groups of people: the Straw Hat Pirates, Blackbeard, Whitebeard, mm-hmm. uh, so on. And it it's generally it's just shows them and uh, doesn't really talk too much about them. Although it is sort of interesting to note that there are a lot of English spellings uh, accompanying this section uh, for, for characters. And uh, I know uh, Greg, Greg agrees with me on this in that it's, it's useful. You know, there are certain cases where the, the spellings in these data books will corroborate stuff, you know, suspicions that you already had, um, you know, okay, is this character based on this guy? Oh, now it's spelled the same way. Okay, that's probably for sure. But they, they are, there are mistakes. It's not, it's not a hundred percent. You can't necessarily trust exactly the way that they spell. You know, there are certain things. Someone pointed out in the uh, in the thread on this on Arling Park that, you know, if you look at uh, One Piece Red, which was published like in Alabasta, I think they had Dorian Brogy misspelled uh in the book even though they had been on you know a wanted poster or like in volume 14 or something like that which was several volumes before red came out so it's like why why would they make that mistake sort of thing so you know you sort of you do have to take a grain of salt with these things but uh it is sort of interesting there there are some that are different than what we expected um i do have one question yeah uh because i think this is like a joke we had on and i just want confirmation does Thatch have a nickname? And if so, what is it? Um, let's see, where is Thatch? <laughs> uh, it doesn't mention, it just says Thatch. All right. uh, so, someone someone had leaked, uh, which I guess is now false, uh, so we'll say it now. Uh, bounties for a lot of people that I, I, I oh. assume are not here. And also nicknamed Thatch Mermaid Killer Thatch. Yeah, Mermaid Killer. <laughs> okay. I was not like yeah, that Mermaid Strangler. <laughs> yeah, that that, uh, that that is not the case. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking, but uh, I'll set the record straight. There are no bounties in, in green. So if you were hoping to get the inside track on your, like, One Piece fantasy draft or you fill out your... <laughs> we're <laughs> doing that. We're doing bracket, that. Bounty pool. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there's no information for you guys. So, uh, sorry. But we do have... Um, Names for some of the New World captains that haven't been revealed yet. Oh, Big Mom and Kaido, right there. Yeah, they, yeah, it does mention uh, Big Mom and Kaido, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, it does. There's certain things like, for example, Shiliu, the the sort of weird yeah. pronunciation that appeared, that is also repeated here. So apparently, that's it seems hey. like that's uh, that's it. Um, no rock star and the red haired pi- uh, pirates. Picture. Yeah. No, they didn't, they didn't even mention him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and and there, yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of guys on the uh, Whitebeard Pirates who are given names, uh, although they are in Katakana, they don't have English just because there's so many of them. Well, um, sh- should we pick a couple favorites and see uh, see what about the squid-headed guy on the bottom right? There? Oh, his name is. Do we remember his name? Someone want to read it for us? Um, which which page? page three three the octopus. Three three. Okay. Karuma. Karuma, yeah. Okay. So that could be like Karma Kalamar. or yeah, who knows? I'm gonna say Kalamar. <laughs> yeah, Kalamar. <laughs> um, who else? Any any favorites? You guys um, want to mention? What's the name of the guy with the metal jaw? Jaws. Uh, Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so it could be bizarre. Um. 
I, I I'm not sure. You know, the, it's like like we said. Uh, I, I know Greg mentioned something like you know, it's it so often turns out that a lot of these side characters are you know based off of real existing people or places and you never really know exactly where Oda might get his, his information or even his editor, you know, he might just say, Hey, go look up some, you know, random list of pirates from such and such an area. And then he comes back with a couple of names and he says, all right, well, how about this one sort of thing? So we, we really don't know exactly what the, you know, just, the, just uh, one last one. Cause his design yeah. is so utterly ridiculous. The uh, onion slash radish guy in the middle on the left. I don't even know. He looks like he has like Fukuro teeth. The guy, the, the guy who's tripping out. Oh yeah, he's tripping. <laughs> yeah, he's tripping. yeah, that's Dera uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, even yeah. even Jason could read that. I'm asking. Yeah, you but I like questions. the guy above that says A O. Yeah, A O. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, that's his initial. name. It's oh. Ow. 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 Oh. Oh. There's a dot in the middle of it. Uh, I like the next page too, yeah. uh, as we get uh, quasi official uh, yep. spellings. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do know now that uh, it's definitely Dracul Mihawk, not uh, Juracul or Juracul or Jamiroquai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The River Quai. Uh, it's definitely. Jiraki. Yeah, it's definitely Dracul, and uh, also interesting is that Gekko Moria's name is spelled. Uh, it's two K's, G E K K O, and then Moria has an H on the end. Which, what's that uh, little uh, question mark uh, thing at the top? Like, uh, it means dead? Question mark? <laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now you know he's alive. I mean, he's like dead. Oh, like, if he was dead, he'd be like dead. Get <laughs> the hell out of here. He's dead. Because uh, no one ever be like, is he dead? What, what scene yes, is this is. with Boa Hancock on the bottom right? I don't remember that I think I think that's when they were all lined up at uh, Marineford, right? Oh, she just said something. Well, there's a little square. Oh, oh, you mean the little one in the middle? Um, yeah. uh, she's saying I don't remember. I, I I recall this scene, but I don't remember which which chapter or which volume it was. But she says, "If I'm still going to be uh, in the Shichibukai, then I'm going to hide out at the you know at the the uh, you know the the island of women." Yeah, I'm a Samoan. Uh, yeah. Got got all the translation for Shichi Bukai. Yeah, seven yes. worlds yeah. of the sea. This is another reason why you ne- shouldn't necessarily take uh, spellings and things too seriously uh, in these books. I have yeah. no idea where that comes from. The one yeah, I choose not to take seriously is Jinbei's spelling. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Or more, yeah, yeah. Jinbei doesn't have an I. It's just J-I-N-B-E. That's what it says. Yeah. And also, isn't uh, that like taken after the name of the uh, clothes, kind of, the Jinbei? I, think, uh, I don't know. I mean, no. Jinbei means whale shark. Yeah, it's the name of the... <laughs> yeah, uh, because the, because Jinbei called the Jinbei over. So mm-hmm. That was the funny thing, I thought. Well, hey, at least there's an N, not an M, because that's a big debate. <laughs> and uh, next to each of their names, I'm guessing, are, you know, either resigned or... Le- yeah, left. Um, left or, or removed from office, like Crocodile. crocodile. Yep. Uh, okay, so the next page looks even more... This is, wait, this is my page. Here. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Right. Okay, um, just... just for my for my naming convention, my rule of thumb is if you see a name in here and it makes sense at least with spelling, uh, this goes for all of them, red, blue, um, and it does not uh, contradict something that we've seen in the manga. Usually, I'll use it. So yeah. for for Moria, for Jinbei, uh, for Big Mom, and the rest, you know, I'll I'll be using those spellings. Uh, but it, it's also you know if if Oda ever writes anything, then fine, they're gone, whatever, I don't care. Um, 
that's that's usually my rule. And if you mind if I backtrack for just a second, I know yeah, we're on a yeah. on pull here. Page three oh six, and this is why I want to be reassure everyone that this is why you should read everything, even in these books, even if they have his name on them with a grain of salt. Because just like in yellow, I found an error, and it's in three oh six. There's a page, a picture of Lucas holding Dragon's picture there during personally what I consider the most difficult to find flashback in the entire series. I hate looking for this flashback. Um, <laughs> it's a drum. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's in drum and it's Dalton's flashback within a flashback. Yeah. It's so yeah. <laughs> um, they, they say that the, uh, the reverie was four years ago and it was not four years ago. Um, I think it was what it was when Vivi was 10. So it was, yeah. Uh, six uh, years six, ago. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. For, the, for those who don't remember, no, this is sixteen. Yeah, this, is, uh, this this is the meeting where the uh, all the various heads of state were together, and they talk about Dragon, how yeah. you know he's he's uh, up and coming, going to be dangerous in the future, and then Bobble slapped the. Once look again, how, we'll have a supplemental. How cartoony he used to look. Who Dragon? Yeah, Dragon still looks a little cartoony. Yeah, something. He has the penis face nose. Well, and he's got all that crosshatching. Yeah, it's that it's that Goa. <laughs> The Goa, Goa, the Goa yeah. jeans. <laughs> those are terrible <laughs> jeans. Thank heaven Luffy does not have those jeans. Oh, if Luffy Bad looked like those jeans. guys, if he had a penis face, oh, I wouldn't take this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Makes me wonder who his mother is. Yeah, he's good looking. Yeah. Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Maybe shocking. Uh, that, would just be that would be weird, yeah. <laughs> um, so, that would be too much. Uh, where did we leave off? We left off at the uh, world the, government. The page. world government, yeah. So uh, there, there's a bunch. They have a, a little list here of uh, a bunch of characters, some of which we know, uh, you know, Toshigi, Kobe, Smoker, blah blah blah. And then uh, there are a, a bunch of the uh, vice admirals. Oh, Ed. Uh, this this should be the ultimate yeah. test because Ed knows these guys by like freaking heart. Oh, you can't see from Jesus. there. Damn it! You don't have what? it in front of you. Maybe you could see it. We're all doing this on a video screen here. Can you see these, Ed? And can you name them all? <laughs> no, I can. I can't even see them. You sure? It's too pixelated. It's no, too pixelated. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I can. That's Suru, Mamunga, John Giant. I, that's too pixelated. Oh, that's Alrighty. only Gumo. That's Doberman. We're also that's... on video chat, just so you realize. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I don't know the rest of those guys. Oh, okay. This is convenient for a podcast. I got red like a strawberry. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I need Ed, that's Ed's uh, forte. I didn't like so I need Can I just throw this in there? I want to see more of Brand New. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, got, I, I like him. At like least him. we've been seeing him more. I'm, yeah. su I'm surprised like he showed up at the end of Marine first. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was a great surprise. I like that. Uh, okay. his, is his head just shiny or is that a scar? I think it's his head is shiny. I think his head is shiny. Yeah, yeah. he's brand new. It's shi I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I like it. There, okay. <laughs> uh, Steven, sorry to interrupt with all that ridiculousness. Um, yeah, and then I guess well, we also have uh, spellings of the three admirals. Uh, the one, I mean, Kuzan and Sakazuki are, are pretty easy, but uh, I was a little surprised, or I was I was happy to see because I remember when I was uh, translating this and we found out that Kizaru's name was Borsalino. And that was just sort of my guess, and that's exactly how it's spelled: B O R S A L I N O. You gotta love Italian; uh, it's so much easier. To yeah. Spell. <laughs> All right, some 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 nerd info for everyone. Yes. Um, everybody knows that the the three admirals are based on on famous Japanese male actors. Uh, Tanaka Kunie, who is who the the actor whom uh, 
uh, Kizaru is based on, uh, actually took a role in one of the the truck yaro, the the truck bastards or the truck guys, um, the truckers, I guess, movies, uh, series of movies in Japan. And I forget which one it was, but in one of the the films, uh, he wears a suit exactly like Kizaru, uh, and he calls himself Borsalino. There's, you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have the link offhand, but but there's a scene where he actually stepped out looking exactly like he's out of If we cool. if we find it, we will put it on our. What's uh, you know what year this was? It's uh, a long time before I was born. No, um, <laughs> it's uh, let let's see. Uh, Probably I'm gonna guess uh, 70s, uh, late mid, late to mid 70s, uh, and it's the the truck yellow series of films. I forget which one exactly, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I just want to ask you, Stephen, uh, while we're still here, uh, what does it say next to uh, Aokiji's name there in that similar? Uh, in the little little, uh, the little... caption thing. It, it says uh, promoted to uh, fleet admiral. So is that official then? Because I think it was on that's, the fence. That's what it says. Right. So... I mean, I guess, yeah, that's right. We're, they were discussing it, weren't they? But they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, well, I, I saw I guess, that right away, and I'm like, if that's just promoted next to it, then... Uh, yeah, I, or it. wait, no, it doesn't say promoted, it says uh, potential. Okay, potential. yeah, I, I, just want, for me. <laughs> I just want to say that I think this whole thing takes place before the two-year skip, so... Well, what they mentioned that, the 3D2Y. Like, what, I, what I was thinking about this book, this is like the encyclopedia of part one, I guess you'd call it. You know, everything that's happened before yeah. the time skip for One Piece is kind of cool. Yeah, pretty much. Continue. Um, let's see. And then uh, I guess the last page is, just mentions the Revolutionary Army has pictures of Dragon and Ivankov. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much covers uh, most of the book. And then the next part is... Uh, secrets, secrets of the production of One Piece secret log. <laughs> I like what they did there with that logo with the rope and everything. It's the yeah. One Piece looking thing. Uh, so how are we talking about this? There's a lot of big stuff. In yeah, here. this is, this is going to be interesting. I'm not sure how we should do this. We could uh, go page by page, Greg, Greg and Steven back and forth or something. Uh, here. sure, I guess. Okay. Um, or whatever you guys want. The, uh, the the thing that I thought was interesting, and I think uh, I recognize this this little drawing up on the upper right. They have sort of Oda's plot of the uh, uh, the world of One Piece with the islands and so on. Uh, where did, we've seen that before. Where did that come from? I was uh, in color walk? a jump. The, oh in, right, right. Yep. In in between when he was on the break, right? Yep. Yeah. But did we see a map of East Blue during the in the color walk? I mean, that yeah, was, we yeah. saw it in the color walks. Yeah, but but this is there's something special about this one. See, this one isn't just a, a sketch of of the thing. This was actually I think they said something like a year before the series was published. Uh, and and if you look at this, you look at his notes. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 the, uh, the world uh, the world government headquarters, everything is all planned out uh, here yeah. on the on the Galand line. Yeah, gland um, line. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Say, I mean, you can see it on the top. They have all you know the various different you know Usopp's village and Kokoyashi and and so on and so forth. At the bottom, it, it's it does say Marine headquarters, and then there's a little arrow pointing down beneath that that says Fishman Island. So he knew that you know Fishman Island was going to be right underneath that, uh, and uh, right next to that the the world government. Uh, although it seems like he he had a different name for it. It looks like King's King's something. It's the image yeah. is cut off. 
yeah. Why can't they show these in full? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, in, in the in the top left is uh, it looks like some planning from that is Thriller Park. I love these. I wish this was was. I wish they featured this one. Yeah, this see. this is really cool because he he has little sketches of each of the characters uh, on the crew and then the different characters in Moria's gang, and he has all the little arrows and diagrams pointing. Okay, this guy is going to fight this guy. This goes here. This goes there. And he sort of you know he just has like the the general skeleton of the the arc sort of plotted out in in terms of you know who does what and and what happens. It's uh, it's pretty cool. How old I would... was Oda during this? Like when, when uh, I guess in the planning stages, since some of this was two years before, didn't he start at nineteen or something? No, he uh, he got his job at uh, Shonen Jump when he was nineteen, and he started doing I think the pilots when he was like twenty one. So and he was he, probably nineteen or maybe younger than that Oda when was he was doing this. Yeah. yeah. So well, I can't... wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that, God. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually just love to see a book of all these sketches. Oh God. Just we, like a book of everything that. that he has yeah. planned. Yeah. Don Creek 9000. No. <laughs> he began the serialization when he was 22. Oh. Think okay. about that. So, yeah, about, about around when he was 20. I got less than a, a year to do that. <laughs> and then, uh, also, just, just, just so, so everybody's in, in the same mindset, that the Thriller Bark picture is that separate that came sometime later. Yeah. The, the other three pictures, those are from a, a year before, a year or two before um, publication. Yeah, the, the bottom half of the picture is definitely planning and sort of light storyboarding of chapter one. Uh, so, you know, he has like all the events sort of listed out on the, on the left hand side. Uh, unfortunately, it's like, you know, not only, again, this image is super small. But uh, if you've ever looked closely at Oda's uh, little draft sketches that he puts in the volume, sometimes his his handwriting is pretty sloppy as well. So you could really spend a lot of time just sort of digging into this to try to find some little nugget of, of weird information that, you know, he had done differently at the start. Yeah, I would love to see the stuff that he crossed out, like read what. Yeah, I, I like his uh, I like his question down here at the bottom. Why did he go out to the sea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got, oh man yeah wait why am I doing this <laughs> <laughs> what is this series about <laughs> uh, okay well uh, is that is due for that page we... I, I think we're well ask Greg Greg is there I, I, I could spend a, a year discussing this stuff so let's yeah. <laughs> okay so the next page uh, we have a big huge illustration of the Straw Hat crew as originally envisioned. And uh, it's pretty interesting because you can see Luffy, Zoro, Nami, uh, and Sanji are all pretty much the same. Sanji looks like he has a, a rougher beard. Um, but they also have Chopper, who is terrifying, uh, like <laughs> taller taller than the rest of them and super skinny. Like a man. Yeah. With swords. Oh, and he has like a either a stick or a cigarette in his mouth. Uh um, I, I had there, to change my pants after I saw this page. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's also in the background there is a skeleton uh, who's who in parentheses is written musician. So you know you got Brooke right there, although he looks a lot different. He has a hat on and no afro. And there's also uh, in the back. I, I mean, I guess this would be Usopp. It's it's listed as like the first mate or the the you know the second in command. 
and a sniper, but it kind of looks just like a, a regular, sort of like your classic pirate dude. Like he's got the tricorn hat with the skull and bones on the front and like big heavy eyebrows and sort of looks like a dashing dude. Um, definitely not the Usopp that we know. Uh, and then on the left, there, there are a few more. There's uh, some guy, I guess this was the, it says here that it was the, the slot that Robin eventually took, but they had a guy who was list, listed as a botanist. Um, and he, he sort of looks like a roguish scoundrel kind of dude. He's got that bandana on his head. Uh, and then there's a, a shipwright who is this weird little floating <laughs> midget thing. I don't, with it a look, hammer. It looks like the great kazoo from, think, uh, the fun sons. I think the right function of the botanist has sort of been usurped by both Robin and Chopper. No, Usopp now. Usopp, yeah. Yeah. It just makes me wonder when Oda, I, I'm curious to when Oda thought that he wanted to put Robin in the crew. Yeah. Can, can I can yeah. I go off on this page? Can you just let me go free? Go yeah, do I'm, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Go okay. wild. wild. People like okay, to lucky town. White beard mania. Go. All right, we are going to go. We are going to go right to left here. All right, stay with me. Okay. All right. This this picture of the crew. All right. It says uh, the first um, uh, of, of this this uh, uh, I guess I guess kind of display is from actually two years before publication. Um, so he had all, all the ideas of Zoro, Luffy, Nami, and Sanji set in stone like that uh, two years in advance. Uh, obviously, had the rough ideas of Chopper and Brooke and Uso. Uh, looking at the, the doctor, Stephen, can you help me out here? Does that say an, another idiot, or, or what is it saying? I, I'm not sure. Um... Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what he means by that. It, yeah, it does say doctor, and then in parentheses it, it says other idiot, or it, like like possibly that he, you know, the other thing too is, is baka can also mean like freak, like you're crazy about something. So it, it could be something about his personality, but I, I really don't know. There, they don't mention any, you know, there's nothing in the captions that refer to that. So we just have, all we have is little Oda's little, you know, hand scribbled thing to go off of. Cool. Thank you. Um, all right. So we see he's obviously very different. He's got the smoking. And this is where you can see uh, Oda's uh, kind of conviction from that. Uh, where was it? With one of the Tenth Treasures uh, comments where he mentioned that originally he wanted Chopper to be this, this really ugly looking thing because he didn't want to resort to a mascot character. Well, well here you see just how <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, the editors but, will work on you with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, Toriyama. Yeah. You, you see he's got a sword. It appears to be a sword. Uh, so maybe a different kind of fighter there. Uh, looking at Brooke. Brooke, obviously a musician. He's got a kamikaze headband on, or bandana um, with a hat. Nami Nami looks pretty set. Um, then the this, this interesting guy that Stephen mentioned, this, this uh, the vice captain. This is this is kind of cool because at Arlong Park, people have been saying, you know, what, well, what, you know, who is the vice captain? What is the vice captain? And it's well, yeah, um, I don't think Oda has, has said directly uh, or, or mentioned directly that, that Zoro is the first mate. Has he said that yet at any yes, point? Yes, I, I thought he did. Has, I, I will not I, agree. I don't know. I am I, not certain. <laughs> I think if it's been said, it's been by like other people who were like, oh, you must be this guy because, you know, you're obviously the second you know, you're, you're the sharpest tool in this in this kit aside from Luffy sort of thing. Uh, like they sort of said that at Whiskey Peak, didn't they? Okay. Or someone, someone said. Uh, Rouge, that... Rouge, Rouge say it or something like that. I, I remember reading that it had been said, but um, 
I, I might be wrong. There, there was the there was the part early on where where some adversary said like, "Oh, there's no way Luffy could be the brains behind this outfit. So you must be the real captain," sort of thing, like stuff like that. I, that's the only place I can recall it being said. Yeah, I might be wrong. Okay, and that's that's why I hesitate to call him that. Uh, kind of like in the same yeah. way that Oda doesn't call the crew a pirate crew; he calls them a pirate gang. Um, and he, you know, uh, right. just little things to keep in mind like that. Anyway, so. Also, we remember that when Usopp first showed up, he said, oh, "Okay, I'm the vice captain, or I'm I'm the replacement captain." So, so keep that in mind when you look at this picture of this guy that looks like a cross between Usopp and kind of uh, Yasop, you know. Uh, anyway, and he is a sniper. Uh, then you've got Luffy. Luffy's Luffy. Uh, Zoro. This appears to be well beyond when he was part of the uh, Buggies crew. I don't know how many years ago that that picture yeah, was from. Yeah. Right. Uh, he seems to be set here. He's got his uh, his sake with him as well, uh, and two swords. I don't. Does he have two in his hand there? I see two swords. Yeah, I see two. I just yeah. see two. Yeah. All right. Uh, this botanist fellow. The coolest part about this is that underneath botanist, or or you know that he likes uh, plants, it is uh, sniper, and sniper is crossed out. Crossed out. Yeah. They, oh, I'm so happy they left that in. All right, because what they've <laughs> essentially done is they've melded this guy, this this character, and we've only just learned this now, with Usopp. So we see Usopp using green hops. And whatever Oda intended for this character seems to have transferred over to Usopp. So he's now using the plants and the snipers together, uh, along with his bag of tricks. So, that's, so very that's cool. cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, and the... The, <laughs> the, little, the little fish... Uh, shipwright has turned into a gigantic robot. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a pervert. Yes, and pervert. Um, if you look at this guy, I, I'm pretty sure that, that he's what became the, the what were they, catfish from, from Hot Tun's uh, side story, uh, because they seem to be a, a, a group of, uh, sh- uh, I don't know, shipwrights, but, but carpenters at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did build him that fancy ship for yeah. his time. Oh, did they build the ship? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they did build this. Thank you. All right. Okay, so there, there you go. Um, and then underneath underneath this, we now have... Uh, is it a, right before... This, is, uh, is, this picture is described as right before the start of the comic. Uh, we see here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine crew members. Uh-huh. Uh, and we see, obviously, a, a closer to what we have now is Chopper. Uh, next is Robin... With, with as much detail as, as down to her coat. Uh, Usopp, Nami, uh, Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji, who apparently by this time was Sanji. This is skipping ahead a little bit, but um, you know Sanji was originally supposed to be Naruto, as we found out later. Um, <laughs> and, and evidently he knew at the start of the series that, that Sanji would be Sanji. Um, in the back we have, uh, I don't know if it says Brook, I, don't, I can't see that anywhere. But I, it def- yeah, it looks like it's cut off. It looks like it might say skirt, which is yeah. really weird. Um, <laughs> he does have a coat. He has the hat. Uh, and then next to him is the the uh, shipwright. He mentions a coat. Um, I don't know. I, it says coat. I don't know if that's some kind of, of slang because uh, it says coat a couple times. Uh, yeah. it, there are uh, heights here for each of them. Uh, and there are also numbers. And look at these numbers are very cool. Uh, 
you can see in order. We have Luffy. Luffy actually looks like a four, but I'm just going to have to say that's a one because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. What are the things Zoro before that? No, it looks... Greg, it looks like a one. Part of the reason why it's a four is some of the sketch of his leg oh, sketch got into the stock. Thank oh, you, yeah. thank you. Um, number two, Zoro. Uh, oh, yeah, that's has... an N-O. I didn't... I thought that was a one-zero. So is four... Uh, Sanji's, Sanji's five, five. Chop six. Nami's three. Or, or yeah. yeah, that's Nami. I don't know if you missed that. Or Robin seven. And here's where it gets interesting. Brooke is eight and Frankie is nine. Yeah. Uh, so those were reversed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order. This is clear, yeah, this is clearly, you know, his original idea, not, you know, the way that it actually is. So don't, yeah. you know, don't go running with cry wolf with yes. that. <laughs> which, which we tend to do all the mm-hmm. time. Well, um, actually, uh, there's something that I want to just mention quickly. I remember reading this somewhere. Well, first of all, it always looks like he had nine crew members intended. So from the speculation beforehand, who knows if we're actually going to get more. I like to think it's nine because it seems like that's what the idea was. But I remember reading somewhere that Otis says for the whole musician thing that they would always get a musician last. I think that was in the SBS. I have to admit that, you know, after after the the time skip and the huge, you know, the whole deal with all the character development that it's going on and the power-ups and so on that it would be sort of weird to have someone come in at the end like it would seem like it would feel like they just weren't quite exactly part of the crew sort of thing. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that's, so that's that's a fear we that I have. Saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's a shot in the dark and I know not all of you will be a fan of this theory, but <laughs> no. Uh, Vivi could technically be considered part of the crew, so I, I'm with you. True. Now we I'm have ten you. members. You're with me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm with you. Because, hey, because when Oda does the the title pages, she yeah. Well, up. Steve, you know, Vivi Oda said crew. that a, Oda said that a crew member would die and the ship died. So you know what? I don't know because <laughs> Sunny could be a member. You know. Well, speaking yeah, of. Now hold on. Now, I, talking about crazy stuff, and this is this is really crazy. All right, this is super. Do, do not quote me on this. All right, this is just for the for the purpose well, of being Greg, outrageous. I think we could stuff. quote you on this since you're. We can put no, this with a dash in Greg's me. name afterwards. Put it on the front page. You're of the words come out of my mouth. You are not going to want to quote me on this one. All right. <laughs> Looking at Frankie here in this picture, all right, he obviously has a left arm, but his right arm does not appear to be there. Is it possible that this? Uh, picture of the crew has been altered and something has been taken out or or cut out through through the computer means uh that we are not supposed to see yet it's you know, definitely I, asymmetrical as it stands yeah right now. i i i wouldn't doubt that that seems plausible to me hmm. uh it is very odd that it's just cut it looks cut off um and there's a lot of white space on the left steve you want to use your artisticness and try and figure <laughs> there's this a, there's really not artisticness coming to play here but it is kind of <laughs> odd that he does not have a right arm uh and it doesn't look like tell it's us, cut steve. off yes who steve. is the 10th member steve tell us tell us steve who is it it is <laughs> negative space is the 10th member oh, i love negative space missing number i was hoping for time <laughs> <laughs> well, i was hoping for enter okay uh, but the bottom here, that's an early version of Thousand Sunny, I'm guessing? Yes, that is. Boy. Um, that's a very different type of ship. Yeah, uh, actually, is that a gallon? Well, that that, that, that illustration there, it says that, that 
that plan would be if the Mary was basically refitted to and, and improved to look that way. So it's not an entirely new ship. That would be like the Mary morphing into yeah. the Sunny. Yeah. And, and am I reading this correctly? That that this is actually from uh, at at the 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 first time that at, as the the comic came out because I'm reading Shoki as as the the original the the debut. So is that. Am I reading that correctly? Um, uh, I, I would I would say that as as early planning, as in like the early planning of what would happen when Mary goes into Sunny, sort of thing. I don't know if I would attribute this to being pre serialization. Okay. Necessarily. All right. Good. Good. I clarify that. Thank you. Uh, we have one more thing left on this page, I believe. Uh, the the Luffy, yeah. stuff. <laughs> Luffy has a Luffy when he doesn't eat for three days. Um, which seems to to have turned into his his mummified version in in Alabasta when the water was sucked out of him. Uh, since Luffy's you know always always moving around and doing stuff, if he doesn't eat for three days, he'll turn into this kind of thing. <laughs> Funny stuff. Uh, so on the next page, uh, I know Jason's going to want to cut in at one point here, as he's pointed out to me several times. Uh, but uh, what do you guys want to talk about here? There's a lot of good stuff. Tons of good stuff. Tons of good stuff. Yeah. Um, Should we just keep going in order, or? Yeah, let's go in order. We've already it's mentioned. I think. I think even on the podcast we talked about the Nightmare Luffy and the Sanji as. The Sanji's yeah, yeah, that, that kind of stuff we could skip because we did we about did we mention it. how Nami one of her original no. uh one of her original concepts was that she fought with a battle axe. We did not talk about that. No. Uh, oh, I'm. I'm just oh. glad that that Usopp or. Uh, Oda didn't go with the Ku Klux Klan circuit. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. God. That was, that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that was his first design and just thought, well, not only does this look like a KKK member, but this also looks like shit. This also <laughs> looks incredibly boring. Then, I wonder how Viz would have handled that one. I wonder, I wonder how cosplayers oh, would handle that. Yeah. They, they, go to, they, like... they go to Baltimore at Otakon. I'm so gay king. And my suit are just like, are you fucking shitting me, dude? No, All the kids no, coming down even... from Fayette Street will bust a cap in your ass. Even going to, like, you know, convention in New York, dressed like that, going through the subways and stuff. Yeah, they would not survive. No, in New York, you'd blend in. <laughs> oh, so no, true. just being a crazy person on the subway, no one would notice. People would notice and kick your ass. I, I, I'd stick to yeah, that. Yeah, it's like... Hmm, hmm, uh, yeah, uh, Harlem. I don't think this is the convention center. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it yeah. sort of looks like he just started drawing and then left to get a sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a likely explanation. Um, on the bottom, though, yeah. I think, um, I guess Ors originally had a fro. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, these are his his original sketches of the the crew in their zombie forms. Uh, you know, when they've been in, when their shadows have been implanted in them. Uh, so you got Luffy uh, on the right, obviously, and then on the top, from right to left, you have Zoro, Nami, and Sanji, and then Chopper at the bottom. Cool. Mm-hmm. Chopper, you think Chopper, was sort of, Chopper was supposed to be? I, I think read. I think that I think that that looks like uh, the uh, dog penguin that Sanji ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, and also note that Sanji zombie is is an actual zombie general in Thor Bark. It, that's actually like an existing zombie in that yeah, yeah. arc, but you know yeah. he decided not to do that. And uh, I think one of you guys mentioned on AP that Nami's zombie was 
originally the whole wedding dress like concept was supposed to be for the zombie, and then Oda changed that. I right. kind of like the original idea more. Just that's just me. Cadillac, mm-hmm. 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 Nightmare Luffy yeah. looking like Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this. That would have been interesting. So, what about the Nami battle axe? Uh, any any comments on that? Well, I think someone pointed out um, already in Color Walk One during the early day sketches, there was actually someone like a female warrior with the huge battle axe. So now we know that was supposed to be Nami. Is that, is that I don't know if we know it was supposed to. Yeah, but. but. Uh, and then the other two things on this page are from like the tenth anniversary. The little... Luffy with the written stuff and the chopper with the written stuff. Very good descriptions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sh- shut up, Jason. <laughs> uh, Steven, I guess we could turn the page then. Okay. Let's go on ahead. Here we have Puke Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, I guess one of his designs was a striped chopper. It's pretty hideous. I, I'm guessing. I, I, I'm just throwing this out there, but but his defect was being instead of a blue nose, was being striped, and that's yeah. why he he was kind of rejected. Uh, good, good call with the blue nose, Oda. Good call. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Greg, I I don't know if you agree, but doesn't that look a lot like uh, the bear from uh, Strong World? Just kind of the general yeah, stri- right. striped nature. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, t- like and uh, on the on the lower left of this little chopper section here, in the top section of this page, uh, they have this very terrifying illustration, which is apparently a, a plan that Oda was going to use. Robin was going to use face floor uh, and make her face pop out of the back of Chopper's hat and oh, Skypia, uh which is yeah, again probably for the better that we didn't see that because that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. He he actually mentioned in. Eagle, color wall four. Yeah, he might use it someday. He might. Yeah, that's, I, I remember uh, hearing I, that as well. I like the chopper with the cigar on the. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed yeah. we don't have that chopper. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> well, maybe after the two years, <laughs> oh man, pick up smoking. He has a cigar they, and a bunch they would of cards. Sell, they would sell so much merchandise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like I, don't, a... I don't know if I dig Chopper with the cigar or not. You know, he's supposed to be an innocent kind of character. Not with okay. that cutesy voice. Shut up, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this kind of reminds me of? In that talking about merchandising, that uh, for those Futurama fans, Bender, you know, being on TV. And, oh, oh, cigars and uh, alcohol are awesome. Bites my shiny metal ass and act like that would be most unpleasant. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, I think we went through the bottom half of this page. It's Chopper falling, yeah. not being able to fall in love with a human, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, and the Frankie it, is that like the original design for Frankie down there? Yeah, Frankie was originally going to be a golem, I guess, uh, rather than a cyborg. Oh, really? I love this guy. I hope he makes a character like this. Now, what exactly is a, is a golem? That's uh, you know, it's the it's the Jewish uh, sort of monster. It's like made the person made out of clay, sort of like a Frankenstein. Uh, golem. Give life. To the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that. He kind of just looks like a Shandorian like warrior. Yeah, a little just, bit. Just like with the gun and the shield. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing about this guy that I was looking forward to is that he he's apparently a guy that is toughened by life in prison, but uh, he's awesome at making weapons, but he can't use them. <laughs> I'd love to see that character. 
Yeah. And uh, his little speech bubbles here, he's saying, I was imprisoned at age three. I escaped at age five. Uh, I wanted to be a, car- uh, a carpenter, or maybe a-, a shipwright at age six. And uh, I became like the-, the head shipwright at age seven. So <laughs> that's pretty weird. Uh, the book designs, the especially the one on the bottom right of this half, look insane and cool and different. You, you want yeah, to talk they, about that? Uh, they, it does say here that um, uh, Brooke was originally planned to be a member of the buggy crew. Oh, really? Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, apparently they were they were going to have a skeleton. Uh, a skeleton. Let's see. Uh, let me just read this really quick. A lot of uh, straw hats on the buggy crew, apparently. Yeah, and he added a lot of more stuff, you know, like things like the gentleman and the afro and all the, you know, the sort of the other uh, characteristics of Brooks sort of came afterwards. But, you know, you can definitely see that he he was, uh, you know, he he was dead set on having at least one character be a skeleton at some point in the story. Well, what's the one on the bottom right? That one looks insanely, I'm going to use the word badass for that one. Yeah, yeah, and he's saying like, I will not forgive you or no forgiveness or something like that. Um, I was pretty cute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, the caption at the top says Shibui, which uh, means like cool or uh, sort of yeah, I guess I guess sort of cool in like an older uh, badass dude sort of way. I don't know if that's meant to be just an adjective or if that was his name originally, but uh, yeah. The he mentions here that the the origin, everything about Brooke came from just this this kind of joke that he had, probably probably stupid, but joke that they had fun with um the the author of uh shaman king shaman king nope. thank you um and it's uh it just went between them and it's that could mean that's the that's the trick or it could mean that's the bone and <laughs> that's the entire, joke entire character was born from that. so <laughs> when brooke eventually says that some point in the story you know it's going to be like his ultimate move or the, the coolest point in the story because yeah. he's I don't think you said that yet, right? No, I haven't. I, I haven't noticed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's the comments he has next to the one on the left about Zoro and Sanji? It looks like. Uh, he's uh, afraid of. He says he's uh, he's afraid of Zoro and he's friendly with Sanji. Ah. Uh, cool. All right. Um, and we talked about this. This is the Garp Usopp conversation. I'm guessing on the bottom right. Yeah. yeah. That was originally supposed to be at the end of Water 7. And this was the eye patch uh, conversation from, uh, what was it from again? It was an earlier work, I remember. Tenth, tenth Treasures. It was one of the, the special pieces. I'm really happy that these are here because these haven't been available to fans uh, in any way other, other than those, those uh, special merchandise items. But during the 10th the anniversary of One Piece, there was, uh, what, five or seven of these? That yeah. With... There's some really cool pieces of merchandise and some really lame pieces of merchandise, like the the pop out book, uh, the movie, the movie yeah. uh, set that, that kind of wasn't even a movie set. It was just a, a figure of Chopper with some like extra pictures yeah. to put in. It slips. was like the whole advertisement for movie eight. They even had a video for the Wii game coming out. It was yeah, like it was the worst one of those. <laughs> they had yellow also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ten treasures, and then there was the jump issue as well. That one was in. Was it really? All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I, I guess we should move on uh, from the that page and go to the 
you know, the Don Krieg 9000 and uh, and the Django and all the all this stuff on this page. Yeah. Some of this information is, again, it's like the same stuff as the secrets in the main part of the book. It's stuff we already knew, like, oh, the word on Morgan's chin means sailor or marine. And, uh, you know, Django's beard is like leftover food that turned into a mushroom or whatever. It's OK. That uh, one I did not know, know personally. So I'm no, I think he mentioned really? that in a very early SBS. Uh, yeah, that was super early. Yeah. Wait, was this Roger thing mentioned anywhere? Because that that blew me away. That might be my favorite piece of information. Oh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. Originally, this. originally Roger's mustache, which appears to be sprouting straight out of his nose, was nose hair. Uh, and then when he realized sort of how serious his story was going to get, he was like, "Okay, maybe I should change that." <laughs> uh, and this is remember I said earlier I'm going to come back to this Ace thing. Uh, is is that do you think this gives any weight? To, to the the argument that Ace might not possibly have, have been Roger's son in the beginning, because if he was like, yeah, I'm going to make the Pirate King, he's going to have these nose hairs, and he's also going to be the son of this person that I'm going to kill violently at the end of this huge arc. Um, but do you think he had that in mind, or that that came up? Because he said that there have been a couple things in the series that were incredible coincidences, but he does not want to mention them, just because of how it might detract from the story. Hmm. Yeah, I I'd have to say, I mean, it just just from knowing what you know how what it takes to be, uh, you know, uh, an author in Jump just to begin with, and not to mention surviving and being popular enough. Like, I have to imagine that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now, aside from maybe you know he had an, a vague idea. Well, you know, he knew he wanted a skeleton in Brook and so on, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of stuff, you know, he didn't really know he would have, he would be able to implement until it was already well established in the magazine and, and it wasn't going to go anywhere and, and so on. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of very serious central story elements that were not in place from the beginning. Uh, okay. So uh, what, what else should we uh, take notice of in this section page here? Um, well, you know, you've got the Don Creek here as a cyborg, robot dude and uh, another another version of mr two uh who sort of looks like a witch that's, um, a, that's the freakiest i'm very happy that wasn't his original name going to be mr happy birthday or something yeah yeah, yeah. Happy birthday uh what's mr. Two, happy, happy birthday. birthday what's that crocodile on the bottom of that uh that was his original sketch for crocodile oh that was just the first one he ever did yeah it looks like he stuck to him yeah. Pretty well. Yeah, it looks he looks a little less menacing, but he looks pretty much. He didn't the change same. too much. Pretty no. much same face, same hair. I think I think the improvements made were good though, but, but there weren't many. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the next page, we have uh, Hachan, who was originally a a hot girl. <laughs> Damn uh, it! Yeah, happening with with six arms. She's like the Indian god, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, the eight is the Krishna the or whatever. This. Yeah. I, I don't think we're. That's not. I want to say when she's character based on Ganesh. <laughs> you are not Ganesh. Ganesh is kind. And then uh, over her shoulder, you can see uh, they had a starfish. This is a starfish character uh, his, his who would be called. Patrick, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. His uh, his his name well, starfish is Hitode in Japanese, and his name was Hitode Nashi, which means like not human or like brute you're an animal sort of thing like cruel cruel guy so that's sort of i guess it ties into the pirate the pirate thing well that's that's he would eventually use that joke as a punchline for a poke with his with right his song. right 
Yeah. <laughs> so he liked um, that one, obviously. Uh, also, I I like to to look at this this lady, this uh, Maple Reed character. Um, yeah, that that was look, the the octopus lady that, yes. that Hot Chuck came. And and compare her to the the kind of sketch that was in Color Walk Two, or was it one? I I don't remember exactly, but uh, there was a, a sketch of of someone, and it's like someone saying. Uh, Hachan wasn't even strong enough to to match me, and Hachan did mention about was it was it Hachan who mentioned about somebody at uh, uh, Fishman Island who was who was stronger than him. Uh, so maybe maybe we can look forward to a character that looks similar to this showing up pretty soon. Cool. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Then again, it could be that female octopus fish woman that was in his cover story. Yeah. Octopuco. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that whole uh, story. Yeah, uh, keep going, Steven. All right, and then in the, in the middle here we have a picture of Moda from the uh, Aces cover story, the girl who's trying to sell milk, and uh, he hooks her up with the Marine officers whose copy is too bitter, just as a grown-up, more more adult looking. And uh, next to that we have Doctor here look uh as apparently originally more like a mad scientist uh in fact the the dude on the right sort of looks like the doctor from uh nightmare before christmas (laughs) yeah Uh, now on the on the bottom here um i think is something that steve would be more interested in hearing oh he mentioned something about enaru well, yeah, that's just it's it's talk, it just mentions the pun that when he says I am God, he says Waga Kaminari, which means uh, it also sounds like I am lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, because they spelled it with the the kanji for God, you you might not have necessarily made the connection. But uh, yeah, that's just repeating that essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about it does the whole mention thing with the moon, yeah, yeah, it does mention. And I remember people talking about this way back when. Uh, you know, if you go back and look at all the nighttime scenes especially in the early parts of the story, uh, the moon actually does change phases uh, like cons- in, in, a, in a consistent manner uh, based on, I don't know if it's based specifically on the number of days. I've never really tried to follow that angle of the story, but uh, it does go from one stage to another, you know, like a regular moon. So you can see the bottom one, it's not quite full, but then in drum, it is full uh, as they pass by it. I know, Greg. Don't you do a lot of the the stuff on the website? Or isn't, I, if I recall, isn't there a lot of timeline related stuff on your website? Uh, originally, the the first time I was going to try to attach, a, a, stupidly, was going to try to attach uh, a time log to the to their actual travel from the series uh, start. I was going to look at the moon, and I started it, and I got a. I got through a good chunk of the series before I was like, you know what? This is stupid. Um, there's no way that, that he's doing this on purpose. Uh, forget it. And then I read this and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You didn't should, have, should have, should have trusted, should have, you know, <laughs> you know what we trust. So. Yes. That's, they really should have coins that say that. Uh, Steven, what's, what's so, Moving on, on page 352, uh, this is more just sort of early character designs. On the top, we have uh, some different versions of Tom. Yeah. Uh, in the middle, we have T-Bone uh, in various states of armor. And in the bottom, we have Kokoro as a totally hot mermaid. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah. He screwed us so many times. and we Just, just have... wait. 
Yeah. Just wait when we see a picture of her when she's younger. He's waiting to reveal yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we learned about the she, Don she too. She probably right? still has those dagger teeth though. So what? This is the third character, the Don, uh, uh, Kokoro, okay. and uh, what was the third one? He turned ugly. We just we just talked about it earlier. Forgot. Uh, but uh, this is uh, this is definitely at least the third character. He's like nah. Make her look older. I don't. I don't really mind actually because Oda's really good. Because Firecraft likes that kind of thing. No, it's just I, Oda's Oda's ugly character designs are really good. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Of course, because it's just more fun to draw. And there's more detail. <laughs> yeah, they are more fun to draw. You could really put some detail. In How it. about uh, three fifty three? Three fifty three is uh, original sketches of CP nine, uh, and uh, you can see here. Let's see. We. Uh, if you start on the left, uh, Kumadori was originally apparently a dude named Apollo, uh, and Jabra was named Shaquin, which uh, is sort of like the sound of I don't know, like a sword, a, like cock, yeah, or Shaquin? like cocking a gun, like sort of uh, thing. So I guess that's uh, why he's all spiky. It's it's an onomatopoeia. Uh, well, yeah, with Apollo, he looks like he was a robot or something. Yeah, he does. He does a little look like uh, what is it? Very good. The uh, the the very marine. Or, yeah, it's, yeah. He turns into balls. Exactly like him. Yeah, well, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, it's it. well, it's saying it's funny how how CP9 looked a little more badass, like especially like Fukuro, who's not owl. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, he looks. He's buff. <laughs> he kind of almost has a Frankie look about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, only yeah. in the physique, especially the new Frankie. But for the most part, like everyone seemed to maintain their. By the looks. power of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what he exactly yeah, looks yeah. like. The, he yeah. looks just like the old Master of the Universe figures with like the huge arms oh and the god. short, yeah. bulky legs. And, it, and it's interesting that uh, beneath those things, that also says who each character was supposed to fight. So, it's, for example, it says Luchi versus Luffy, Khalifa versus Robin, Fukuro versus Nami, Kaku versus Sanji, Shaquin or Jabura versus Zoro, Apollo or Kumadori versus Chopper, and then Bluno versus Usopp. Also, I think the big surprise wouldn't have happened if I saw Kaku without the nose as drawn here. Uh, I would have been like, oh, that guy's definitely evil. What are you talking about? Look at that. <laughs> Look at that face. So the only one yeah. that, that was left out of fighting was Frankie. Time. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is this this page was definitely the second time I had to change my pants from reading this. <laughs> <laughs> the pants are a good thing or a bad thing? Does it come oh, at the back of the awesome thing? Oh, oh. No. Yeah, the, I, now I remember what the panda is on the bottom left. Let's... Do you want to explain that to us, Stephen or Greg or whoever? Uh let me see. Uh, why don't you take it, Greg? Uh this this is this is fandom. Uh, I guess that's, that's obvious. You know, he's, he's got the whole panda thing going. Um, but I thought it was interesting in the notes here, and didn't I, I didn't catch this uh, in, in the manga, and it didn't seem like he ran with this idea. But it was his whole uh, encounter with, with Frankie and Tom uh, in, in Water 7 was what was supposed to leave him looking like a panda. Uh, whereas, whereas from the first time we saw him, he basically just looked like a, a panda, and he just ended up looking like mankind. So I don't understand that, but, but okay. Um, yeah, so uh, you, you again, it doesn't seem at this point that Oda had the idea for all of CP9 to be based on animals. Um, just looking at, at some of them. I mean, mm-hmm. Fukuro, you know, you have it in the name, but he doesn't appear to be one. Uh, Apollo doesn't seem to be an animal at all. Uh, Luno carries it through, and the rest don't really, unless he intended to do that through double fruits. Um, but but just the the one thing, looking at Kalifa versus Robin, wow, 
wow, what what would have had had to, to change in the arc to have that to have that you know transpire? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That, that would have had to be something drastic there. I'm just curious how early these designs were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't really mention exactly when. I mean, you would assume that he did these sometime, like in the previous arc, or or maybe one before, where you know he's just sort of sketching out random ideas, getting a feel for what he wants to do with it. But uh, it doesn't say exactly when. Uh, so uh, th- let's keep moving because we've been doing this for. A yeah. Bit. <laughs> What's yeah. next here? Uh, next page, we have some uh, Shichibukai. Uh, designs we have uh, up in the top right moria apparently was originally like a, a priest and he looks really cre- he looks like christopher lloyd in uh who framed roger rabbit or something oh like <laughs> oh, guys i'm, I'm kind of glad i don't have to look in front of me that sounds terrifying yeah but, yeah oh here you go Gert. i mean ed well uh, ed will see it you guys could remember check your uh supplemental pdf on our website yeah. for all i'm, of this I'm glad though that oda didn't go with the typical evil priest thing i mean it passed on yeah. to kuma but kuma's cool <laughs> Uh, it's so, enigmatic. Yeah. Like the more you said before, the Japanese people really know nothing about Christianity. They just use this. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I tried to explain. Uh, I tried to explain that when we watched the uh, end of Evangelion in my anime class. Don't, don't spoil it. For I'm me, like, the only yeah, person. they they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, crucifixion. That looks cool. Let's have our character do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the bottom movie. right one looks really creepy, Steven. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, we, we have Mihawk. Okay, Mihawk is basically the same. Like he, uh, yeah. His design was pretty straight. They do say that uh, Doflamingo was originally going to be a rapper. Uh, <laughs> and he looks a little younger than he, he does in the, uh, in the actual manga. And then this other guy was a, a design that he, he didn't really use. Actually, it was, it was, this is an original idea he had for Moria. Um, but yeah, definitely really creepy. Sort of looks like an Aztec headdress. I like it. Thing. Yeah, I also yeah. like that design. Yeah, rapper Doflamingo. Yeah, I, this um, needs um, this needs to come to fruition. <laughs> I don't no, care. I don't. I don't want no. It's his first studio. Oh, I'm not. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about canon. I'm talking about <laughs> we need to do something with. You this. mean an SBS? Oh yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I want to hear audio. <laughs> yeah, Ed. I want I want the uh, first studio album on Tuesdays We Go Shopping uh, done in a remix <laughs> with uh, auto-tune. Can we do that? Can we have that happen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but keep going. And we, we, also have, uh, we also have a bunch That's of a negative robo. Of, of Jinbei here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's pretty much you can see that he definitely was working on that sort of wide bodied wide neck sort of thing uh in the bottom left here this is sort of interesting one of the original designs for uh kuma apparently was this this guy here with the uh you know the the uh what do they call that the handle the steering wheel yeah through the head and so that ended up being shiki um so that that but the, you know the the idea really originally came when he was uh, designing Kuma, which is uh, sort of interesting. I actually think yeah. that was the most interesting of the character design uh, revelations. I, I I can't believe how much uh, things switch around as far as the character designs go. And I know yeah. uh, I know Greg and I at least when we were talking about a uh, strong world, uh, I guess initially a year ago. Um, yeah. How uh, scary! How Shiki was originally supposed to be a member of. Um, I mean, uh, supposed to have his own arc in the series, and it, the editors had said, uh, "Well, you you could probably explain it better, Greg." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure if he was supposed to have his arc, but it was definitely brought up. Uh, volume zero or uh, chapter zero definitely happened, 
Um, and and it was boy, you know, I, I'm still working on Strong World interviews, uh, but it was <laughs> one of them that that he mentioned that uh, Kuma was going to have uh, originally the the, uh, the steering wheel in his head. Oh, he had said that nope. in an interview. Yeah, I think it was in the art book. I, I don't know. I'm really sorry. There's just there's so many, but no, um, and, and I've been waiting to see that ever since. And I was so happy when I saw this. It looks so cool. Uh, and the interesting part is that also, look, you can see the metal plate on his face. Although it looks really cool, uh, taking that off helped Oda hide that that uh, he was a cyborg. And yeah. I think that helped the story a lot um, as, as far as excitement for fans uh, and as a reader. Uh, so I was glad he, he made those changes. And I would also just like to say with the Jinbei designs, uh, the bottom row, the one on the left, that's probably the closest to how I pictured him looking. The middle mm. row? Or oh, the, bottom the one row. you pictured him looking? The yeah, one I'm above sorry. him is definitely the creepiest. <laughs> that is... I think these are all... It's like a frog. Yeah, they're all really cool designs, though. Uh, I have to say I really do enjoy well, them. Well, the one next to the, the, the bottom one on the right kind of actually looks like one of the... Uh, looks like Scratch. One of the fishmen in uh, Arlong's uh, crew. Like one of the, the fat one that chased Usopp around. Oh. Looks like yeah. somewhere in him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, where, where were we here? Next page with uh, next, Amazon Lord? Yeah. Next page, uh, the the top right, he's just talking about how he sort of took the, the general Amazonist design from uh, Chinese uh, culture or Chinese outfits, at least. Yeah, I think we had gathered uh, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then on the left, he it says, uh, this is Margaret, uh, as a cat woman, I guess his, his original idea was that she was going to get a devil fruit uh, and it would turn her into like a black cat or a black panther or something like that. That's pretty cool. Um, it, it looks is, cool. Yeah, it's a cool little design. She looks pretty yeah. sexy, I have to say, even in a sketch. <laughs> Keep in the pants, and, boy. And, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. If, if you look at some of his other designs, we'll see later. He, he's itching to use a cat person design, and and we'll we'll get one sooner or later. Uh, what about Halle Berry? No. Okay, that's no. Yes. No. Yes. Raspberries? No. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Hancock's designs uh, right below that look pretty cool mm. as well. Yeah, it does say that he was originally going to have her be older. Um, and I think, you know what, do we do we know how old she is in the manga? Was, no. I'm sure it was revealed during that uh, SBS where they gave, gave the heights as well. I don't know if anyone knows offhand. Maybe. It, she strikes me as being it like low 20s. Oh, okay. 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 But apparently she was going to be an older older lady uh, originally. That's what it says. I don't know. I really I, like the I, one on the left there, personally. Yeah, go on. Got the Mike Tyson thing going. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that Mike Tyson thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who put this I, I'm just going to throw this way. out there. <laughs> I I think uh, Shaki Shaki uh, took her role. So whatever Oda was planning for for this character, uh, he, mm. he moved over to, to Shaki. Yeah, we talked about that. How she was supposed to be really old, but still, I think looked the same. We talked about that briefly, or I read that in your synopsis, uh, Greg. Maybe that's where I'm thinking of that. Uh, yes, continue. Okay, well, let's go to the next page here. Um, and uh, now we have uh, various uh, officers uh, in the Marines who are apparently one. based more on, like, mafia types. I mean, you can see Garp in the bottom right has, the, you know, the, the hat and the trench coat <laughs> and all of that. I guess they uh, they gave that to Bogart. Yeah, he, uh, Garp would have looked cool if you dressed like oh that my God, with this, Bogart. I wish everyone dressed like this. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Not in the series. What the hell happened to Bogart? Yeah, I, that's a good question. 
He showed up in the office, didn't he, a couple times in Sengoku's office? I, I think he's... Yeah, I think he showed up recently. Yeah. Has he? Okay. I like that Brand New is on this page, by the way, mm -hmm. now that we were talking yeah. about him. And who is this guy with the with the parrot? I mean, that's a... John Giant. That's John Giant? Oh, that's John Giant? Uh, Ed, with John Giant. Giant. Ed, Ed, John Giant. <laughs> Ed I love cannot him. stop talking about him. Oh, God. He has a... He's a he's a bald chinian, by the way. <laughs> yeah. John, yeah. John Giant. Yeah, he's so, uh, there. Uh, Steve, there. nobody saw Men in Black 2. I know. Well, you don't have to see oh, it. You if, can you, also if, watch... if you've seen South Park. Or then. Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chin, uh, chin ball. There you go. Ball chin. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's also nice to see the sketch for Sengoku. Over there. Doesn't doesn't the one on the right look look like the Count from Sesame Street a little? That's what I saw. It looks like the Pringles guy. Pringles. It kind of does look like the Pringles guy. Yeah, I see it. But he's wearing like the pop collar. Like uh, the so count. many SBS potentials. Because right yeah. once you pop, the fun don't stop. No, that's true. <laughs> but I do like Smoker's design. Smoker's Which one's that? Top left. Yeah, that's the top left. Cool. Yeah. I, the, well, he, that, he does have. He does have the uh, scar through the eye, which uh, Zoro has now. And Rayleigh, and Rayleigh has. Yeah. Uh, now, I have to I say... I have to talk about the Admirals, because I think some of those Akai... I mean, they obviously all developed from the people they were based on, but I think some of those Akai Inu designs are just beautiful, and I'm kind of disappointed he didn't go with the one in the middle. I guess the... I can't describe yeah. it differently. You can, yeah, there's definitely a sort of a level of detail that is above a lot of these other sketches where you can tell that he's definitely where, you know, they're, they're so consistent from, from model to model that you can really tell, you know, that they, these are based off real people. Mm -hmm. The Kizaru faces creep the shit out of me. Because that... <laughs> he definitely used real pictures. For yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one, he was, he was intending Kizaru to be a quite different character. Yeah. And it, I was shocked that, I mean, Kizaru isn't like a real nasty, nasty Akahina type of guy. Uh, but I was still a little bit surprised by the route that he took him because Tanaka Kunia is, is known for being like this this grandpa, father, kind of friendly, Santa, not Santa Claus, but, but just like, you know what I mean, friendly friendly old man uh, roles. So to give it to, to someone like, like, like Kizaru, I was a little bit shocked. It's uh, like the Japanese Tom Bosley. Okay. <laughs> well, then again, it makes a little more sense because in One Piece, Kizaru is the creepy uncle. No, but I would have liked oh, okay. it I, kind of the way Greg is saying, um, where he'd be really happy and then he just would kick your ass into the ground at the same time. But being that jolly grandfather, I think that would be pretty cool and off-putting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you guys could continue. Sorry to interrupt there. So uh, at the bottom here, we have uh, the original sketch for Dadan, who is a guy smoking a pipe here uh sort of interesting i mean i guess it, it probably doesn't really matter if it was a guy or a, a woman uh originally because it's just sort of a, a foster figure but and then below that we have young dadan who uh actually doesn't look that bad although she still has cornrows uh which well, is that was unfortunate. the third time I white people don't do the cornrows <laughs> don't do cornrows don't do dreadlocks I'll keep that in mind. Jap Japanese people haven't gotten that message. <laughs> and what about the bottom left here? And then the bottom left, well, you can see this is clearly Magellan uh, in the middle here, but uh, the, the inset picture is actually Sadi uh, wearing a mask with these, like, huge oh. devil horns, which is uh, pretty scary looking, yeah. actually. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's about all well, I'll that say top, about that That one. top left sketch, just, like, it makes... Uh, 
It makes Magellan look like Bat Boy from that from those fake newspapers. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Oh, this next page. There's some creepy. All right, and the next page. uh, Apparently, Evenkopf was originally a member of the Insane Clown Posse. Uh, (laughs) Man, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think that picture would scare the hell out of Tatum personally. Fucking, because it scares the shit out of me right now. How do they work? <laughs> we keep no, going. Our favorite. Trend yeah, circle. it does. It does say that Inazuma, his uh, his scissors power. He was originally going to be uh, a Zoan type. You know, you can see the crab crab dude here, um, which is uh, interesting. I guess he. Uh, <laughs> it's like the probe that, droid from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, and there's some sketches of prisoners. Um, let's see. And then at the, the bottom, these are the uh, the celestial dragons, uh, who you know kind of look sort of the same. You could see the uh, he's got the guy leading the other the slave by the the collar thing going on on the on the left. I like that mustache. I think that really mm-hmm. and the and the wig really bring out that European aristocracy we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. The really exaggerated version. Yeah. And uh, what, what about the left here? The, uh, the left here, well, we have another one of these uh, these things, the, the Oda's messages, um, which uh, Greg, would, I, I, I didn't read these. Uh, this is, this which, is a cool one. This is, uh, I, we might have talked about this on the podcast before, but this is where yeah. uh, he talks about he based uh, Whitebeard off the, the master at this bar that he used to frequent. I think it was during his college. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did talk about the like, story. Yeah. But um, during... Anyway, um, he, he based him off of the master he really liked. Oh, I forget the details, so I'm, and I'm not going to read through it right now because he writes like chicken scratch. But um, uh, unfortunately, the, the man passed away, and I don't think he got to show him the character. Um, but uh, it's just, just interesting. That was the, the origin of Whitebeard, was this the master at this, uh, this place that he used to frequent. It's very cool. I've, I've always liked that story. I thought that was a good story. Um, and then uh, to, the, to the left of that, we have in the top corner, it's basically a small note about the white beard <laughs> insignia, basically how, you know, it was originally the manji, the swastika sign, although, you know, because of the, the connotations and he kind of realized, okay, there's there's definitely a possibility of a lot of outcry, so he changed it to the, you know, the cross, the cross shape. Was that written uh, by Oda, or was that a comment that Oda said? Uh, this this is just the text. It's not. Yeah, there's nothing that necessarily says it's it's directly Oda. It's, I mean, is it, it written in the first person? I guess. No, the the, ah. the sentence is passive. It says it was changed to the to the cross mark to avoid trouble. Okay. Yeah, I remember Oda making a comment in Weekly Jump about that, like right before it happened. And then uh, below that we have Ace, uh, although it does say that his original name was not going to be Ace. It was going to be Porcus D. Lang or Long. Oh, Ed. Uh, <laughs> nice. But, yeah, uh, go. Uh, and then below that it's just a huge list of sketches of all the Whitebeard uh, pirates and all their, their various captains and so on. <laughs> cool. Um, See, Zach, if anyone is listening all the way through to the end of this, they deserve to know that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm still very interested in what we're talking about. You just don't have it in front of you. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. When, I don't have the book. Uh, when you have to... the supplemental, uh, you could listen through this again with the supplemental. It'll it'll work very well. Uh, okay. Okay. What's what's if, next? If you don't mind, I'm just gonna 
I'm, I'm just going to qualify myself here on this one. I just, while you were talking, I, I reread this, this thing. And it was not during uh, his college years. It does not specify that. Um, you know, I didn't go to college. Um, uh, it's just uh, he was he got an, uh, a text from right. his uh, former um, uh, editor, and uh, that the guy had that the guy had passed away. And he's like, "Why? Why am I telling you this story?" He's like, "Because I based him on this person, and I haven't really based a, a lot of people on uh, on real people, but uh, but that's what I did for this guy." I really and hope this said, guy had a mustache like that. Well, he said he did have the the uh, the oxygen tanks, uh, and we don't know if they were oxygen tanks in the in the series. But he would like just be sitting there in the store with the oxygen tanks and just drinking away. And so, <laughs> okay, so the uh, the next couple pages here we have uh, just full body sketches of all the uh, of all the different members of the the white beard crew, um, and uh, you know I don't it, can't really go through all of these just because there's so many of them, but. Um, you know, the, you'll, be, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll be able to see all of them. Uh, hopefully someone will be able to hook up a list of names for, for all of them. There's just a lot. I, uh, yeah. I, I put out a list of names, but, you know, I have no idea of the origin of, of, of these guys. Right, yeah. right. Um, so. Okay, and then uh, past that we have uh, ah. the Blackbeard crew. Yeah. Uh, which is it's pretty interesting. I like the I like the designs of Blackbeard up here. He's got some very sort of goofy cartoon pirate looks. Uh, you know, obviously it's sort of better that he didn't end up quite so cartoonish. Uh, these but almost look Disney-ish. Some of these. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. very different from what you well, normally. The thing see. is, um, on the first, oh, he's a pirate. On the first page, <laughs> on uh, on the bottom of the first section, pretty much that. It, it's that's mostly like it's, is that Doma it's, or no? That's the feet. I okay. guess it kind of looks. But like it's Doma. very similar to how Blackbeard yeah. looks now. But I like some of the things he added from the the real Blackbeard with the with the beard being. Yeah, I, I hope that ones. comes yeah. back. I'm really hoping that when we see Blackbeard again now after the two years that he looks like this a little more. Sweet. He has a black beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there there's some interesting stuff about uh, names of the crew. Originally. Uh, T, uh, his name was Marshall D. Teach. It was going to be everything D. Teach, and apparently this was because it was supposed to like signify his his greed, uh, how he wanted everything in the world. And uh, they have a they have some sketches of his uh, crew members, and I have to say that uh, these some of these names that he gave them uh, are real screamers. Like there's very we're very fortunate that he didn't go with some of these names. Uh, we have one guy, so Auger Van Auger. The, uh, oh, the snipe, sniper was not originally Van Auger. His name was originally Van Faggot. Or <laughs> <laughs> what? I would like, yeah. like to see Viz dodge that bullet. Yeah. 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 And, I think, uh, I think and, you should switch it to Van. Does that, does that mean something else? Van cigarette. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm hoping that someone pointed out, like, hey, you know, that's kind of a, that's not really a nice word in some other language. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and there's another How do they guy. Spell uh, how this F F A G O T T O, it's in Katakana. Fagotto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there is there is another guy. Uh, Jesus Burgess originally was not Jesus Burgess. It was Rape Jesus. And yeah. if you, if you wait, just wait, wait, rape Jesus? That's what I'm saying. If you if if you didn't like try to if you didn't make an effort to to make it sound something like something different. It would, people would just read "Rape Jesus." And, <laughs> you know what? It that's that sounds like a meme. 
Like, yeah. I would not be surprised if I just see like <laughs> pictures on 4chan that just say "rape Jesus." <laughs> oh, why are you giving people ideas? Oh, you know, because because yeah. then we could say that we're trendsetters. Uh, that people we could just be like, "Hey, wow, people listen to the One Piece podcast." <laughs> I'm curious about this one drawing. It looks like Ace, but with the one on the left middle there. Yeah. It, uh, below yeah, that, uh, the Blackbeard, it looks a lot like it. Yeah, I think that I think that is that is rape Jesus. <laughs> that that yeah, that's where that Jesus was looked. going to. That's yeah. Jesus rape. Yeah. Uh, Any more good ones? That's Mr. Rape to you. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Although it is sort of interesting that if you look in the bottom right, there's a guy whose name is like Last Lion, and he sort of looks like Frankie. He's got the chin and the the wild hair. Sunglasses. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, this was another page that was, that was really cool. I mean, you could, you could spend a long time, uh, looking at what was taken, what was borrowed, but basically he just, he shuffled everyone. Um, I, ideas, names, characteristics, uh, looking at this, uh, bas, basreo, uh, shot, Vaseline shot. Um, (laughs) this guy, he's the crazy looking guy with the, with the goofy teeth and everything. Uh, if I'm reading that arrow correctly, um, yeah. Eventually, that idea for the the crazy looking shaggy giant or shaggy guy went to the giant. And if you look at the giant on the the page 365, uh, the hungover gigant uh, Geo, um, mm-hmm. that idea of the drunk went to to Vasco. So really, he he had these ideas, but he just. Uh, Worked with a very small pool of them, and he just uh, rearranged them in different ways, and, and we got what we got in the end. At least we uh, are the only one. Jesus, you only can one that, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the only one that's that's a little bit of a uh, uh, a surprise is this this woman character on the far left, and uh, she's another a cat slash woman cat woman, and mm-hmm. she seems to be a swordsman, and that somewhat went to to Shiryu and. Uh, and the woman eventually became this horrific-looking thing. Yeah. Um, but Devon. Yeah. That, that, that's why I, I'm holding out for this, this cat character that's going to come out at some point because he has this idea and it's popped up a couple times, but he hasn't found an opportunity to use it. Really? I'm and you, you, you can really tell just looking at the way that he rearranges things that you know there are certain aspects and and uh, sort of ideas for characters that he really likes and he might you know he take them and he'll use them on a different character than the one he originally planned, um, but you know he you can definitely see him moving them around until he finds the right place to use that. So it definitely seems you know if this is any indication that you know he really wants to have some character, you know a hot a hot cat lady at some point. I'm just surprised yeah. you said that, Greg, because I thought the reason why Oda strayed away from this design is because cat girls are just so stereotypically anime. That's another, that's <laughs> another good point. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just like that's, Oda's like, how could I be different? Let's make this bitch fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why American fans, uh, this is why Americans aren't that big into One Piece. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Because they're goofy looking, or they're ugly. Well, yeah. well, now I know it's a secret. All he has to do is make the Catwoman One Piece really popular in America. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, One Piece is just like, whoa, they have a Catwoman. I've been a One Piece fan forever. They have a Catwoman. Of Ever course, since they introduced the Cat Lady. Can, can I also just say that it really speaks to Oda, and I know we've said this, and this is really the big thing we're going to be getting from a lot of these sketches. Is a lot of the, I'm going to guess these pictures were early on in the series, if not before the series. 
Uh, and Blackbeard, if you recall, doesn't really show up in the manga for, let's say, like 24, <laughs> 25 volumes. So it really yeah. speaks to him that he really had all of this plan. And this crew, I, who know, I don't know when he actually drew these, but we haven't really seen them all come to fruition until recently. So is there anything else we could cover? That's, uh, that's it for the, the sketches. There is a short little sort of index section, and they do have uh, a little short two-page thing that's interesting. Uh, it's a good idea. It's, it's naming roots, and it talks about the roots behind a lot of characters' names, but it's almost all stuff that we knew already. <laughs> or or could decipher. Well, there there were one or two notes. I know Greg mentioned this that apparently Norland uh, is 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 supposed to be no land. Like he went to find, you know, he went to go back to find uh, the city of gold, and it wasn't there. No land. So his uh, name is actually supposed to be Noland then. Well, Noland. Well, not necessarily, I but mean, that's that's where the idea came from. Yeah, yeah Nolan was by the way that was the English translation for the manga and Funimation stuff. Actually, that actually might make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and there is also another little note that uh, I found interesting that pointed out, okay, well, you know, you had Gold Roger, his second in command is Silver Israeli, so uh, might the third one not be bronze, dot, 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 question mark? Uh, so, you actually, know, those, yeah. Actually, I just can't believe that until this came out, I did not realize that Gold Roger is Silver Israeli. I never yeah. thought of that. So I like, oh, didn't yeah, realize I, that until just this very second when you just. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I know. I wish I could do the little hand gestures. So no, that's see it. <laughs> that's cool. I never noticed that. We can see. It. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Okay. Keep going. And then, yeah. uh, and then the book is rounded out by the uh, the little log uh, comedy like three page things. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy that this is in here actually. Yeah, these are. I mean, they're all they're all great. Uh, definitely uh, enjoy the the ability to to read them. So I don't I don't buy the logs, so I've only been able to read scans of those. Uh, uh, so it's really awesome. To why is this one. called the Ed Sullivan Show? The last one, the Ninja. I one? don't I don't know why I don't know what the angle is to Ed to Ed Sullivan specifically, but Edo is you know it's the name of the, uh, the traditional name of Tokyo, and so that's why it's all old fashioned like. Tokyo, uh, sort of samurai era. Sanji is the shopper's a ninja. Uh, yeah. Is this one a new? This isn't a new one, right? Was this in some? No, it's in the fourteenth log. Uh, yeah, it I says thought, it at the I end. Had heard Ed Sullivan. <laughs> oh, I love Brooke. If you haven't seen Brooke in the full kimono. It's and then, really uh, this one, yeah. and then on the very last page, there's a little illustration of Luffy, and it says uh, one final word from Oda Ichiro, and right above his head, it says the adventure continues. And this is new Luffy because yep. you can see the scar going across his chest. There. Uh, can we talk about the the back cover too, for a little bit? Might as well, because yeah. uh, this is stuff that's not in the book, and I feel like there are some interesting sketches on here. Um, oh, you mean under underneath the? Uh, yeah, underneath the. Co Sorry, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah, I took the cover off in like, the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, the the, uh, the front cover just has like pictures from inside the book of the various sketches of the of the characters. But the back cover is like a big. I'm not sure if this is all originally from one piece of paper or if they just sort of composite yeah, slapped all these things yeah. together. Yeah, we've seen uh, some of these. Okay. Because uh, uh, look at the chopper the, in the middle. Yeah, one thing I wanted to point out, because I think we pointed out at our recent <coughs> panel, is that Oda featured, uh, remember a long time ago in an SBS, I think during the Alabasta arc, he, uh, someone asked him what each uh, 
what animal represented each straw hat at the time. And he said, like, oh, it's a monkey, uh, so it was a shark, and it was a cat. Yeah. Uh, and he actually has sketches for animal versions <laughs> of these characters. And I think they, there's even, there's Robin, I, I believe it's Robin as a giraffe. So yeah. I don't know if that if he's ever <laughs> mentioned that Robin is a giraffe. I mean, I think that's also kind of weird considering uh, we have Kaku. Right above Kaku, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's two giraffes there. Yeah. But uh, I found that cool. I think uh, Duck Sanji looks hilarious. He looks like a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, uh, in, on the topic of uh, things that Japanese people don't really get, uh, look in the top left at the uh, blackface version of Brooke. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I was thinking, you know what? Brooke could be black. <laughs> Yeah, he well, has a he... freaking afro. He's either black or Jewish. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, black I'm hoping Brooks black. That'd be amazing. And then it's like, yeah, he's, he's a Jew. Yeah, he's he good. just turns out he's he's basically just Slash. He's Brook Brookenstein. <laughs> uh, so, any other final thoughts on? Uh, I know it's been a bit. Uh, uh, Data Book Green. I think we've had a few hours. We can possibly have. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to little tidbits in here. As Greg said, some of these pages you could talk about for hours on end. Uh, but we're going to take a little break, I guess. Uh, and we're going to go into volume 60 in a far more brief uh, and less elaborate way uh, with Stephen and Greg. Hopefully they stick around. Uh, and then I think we're going to round off this very special episode of the One Piece Podcast. So you guys ready? This is the uh, Volume 60 recap, and after a good two hours of talking about Data Book Green, I think we're still all with ready. Us? If, if you're still with us, congratulations. Uh, but this is why we. Who am I? <laughs> you what? must have a long car trip. Uh, I've, I've had a couple of those, so I understand. Uh, so we are now going to be talking about Volume 60, and uh, this is one I'm very excited to talk about. But uh, who, who wants to take the lead here? Anyone? Um. Uh. Uh, Steven, Steven. Uh, okay, well, what, should we start with the cover? Have we talked about the cover? Yeah, let's talk about the cover. We haven't talked about anything, so let's start okay. with the cover. Well, we've got this uh, really uh, delightful uh, color scheme here with the uh, aqua background, and I, I want to say salmon pink uh, title on the front. Don't ask me. But, uh, color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the illustration is a lot cooler. Uh, we've got uh, Luffy right in the middle uh, holding Rayleigh's beaver card. Uh, you can see Rayleigh written on it. And uh, to his uh, left, or to our left, is uh, Dragon. To the right is Rayleigh. Uh, and uh, in the middle, we have the flashback versions of Luffy, Ace, and Sabo sort of jumping in an action pose. And, and uh, people have pointed out that uh, Luffy is once again wearing the red shirt. It's been a while. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> He's back to the red. He's back to the red. Yes. And then we have uh, in the bottom corners, Makino and Dadan. And uh, it's a pretty cool cover. I like the composition. It's very symmetrical, uh, and you sort of get you know a lot of different stuff going on. Yeah, I, I love symmetry in my uh, covers. The only thing I'm just surprised what Oda did was um, 
since there's two versions of Luffy, I'm surprised he kept both of them in the same. I like it. Color scheme. I mean, like Luffy's oh. not like in sepia tone. Or, like older Luffy's not in sepia. No, tone. No, I I like that they're in this. I, I think this works personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, who would who would ever have guessed that Machina would be on a cover of? <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's Maybe pretty, it was pretty end. much her only shot. So yeah, I love yeah. that Dadan shot with the cigarette kind of float in there as she's yelling. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Uh, I'm looking at the undercover, so... Um, and, uh, I don't know. Of all like, the... Uh, yeah. Of all the shirts that Luffy wore as a kid, I gotta say, that's my favorite one that's on the cover. And, uh, could you guys read what it says on Aces? Uh, yeah, that's Bakugeki. That's an explosion or bombing. <laughs> he is, he and, is big uh, with the dying. Yeah. We, we will have stuff to talk about these shirts, uh, because they appear in the SBS. And it seemed like all those doing color predictions for the most part predicted right with Dadan with her orange hair and Sabo is blonde with a blue color scheme. And I think everyone <clears throat> killer <clears throat> what? <laughs> Wait, wasn't it proven that it wasn't killer because they had killer's birthday in this SBS and it was different? Dude, what super secret agent doesn't have a fake birthday? <laughs> Jason, I know this is one of your favorite things to talk about. So why aren't, have you looked at the panda man on the back? Yes. You want to tell yeah, us what's going man. on there? All right. Um, or it kind of catches Japanese... up to speed for those who don't know about what's yeah. going on there. In the Japanese volumes, if you take off uh, the little cover flap on the back of the book, is a little illustration of Panda Man. And this started around like volume 24 or 25 or something where each uh, volume, uh, Panda Man's story would go a little bit further and further. So now he's with a bunch of aliens running away from what seems to be a very slim and tall bear. Cool. So. This actually, it's it's very dramatic, the whole story. If you read the whole thing, <laughs> I, I cry somewhere around volume uh, <laughs> Me too. I, I really it gets me every time. But uh, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I also want to mention. I've never noticed. Tell me if I'm uh, if I'm going uh, being ridiculous. But uh, the maps on the back is definitely the Western Hemisphere, North America, South America, and you can see even Peru written there. Peru. Yeah. Um, is this normal? Do they normally use real old maps for this? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that. it's just it's just some random uh, you know map thing that they slap on every book. A One Piece fan did find it, and they they tracked down this specific map, and it is some famous map. But I wouldn't read into it too much. No, no, I wasn't going to read into it. I was just talking. No, no, about not it. you. Not you. You're cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Stephen, Greg, why don't, why don't you guys uh, go into the uh, heart of this volume here? Okay. Well, the liver. <laughs> okay. Start with the liver then. Uh, the well, it was just real quick. The the Oda's notes uh, is talking about the way that the, the pose that he had Whitebeard die in, where you know he's basically riddled with arrows, yeah, sort of thing. Uh, and, he, and he says some note about how this is like a famous figure, Benke, uh, apparently died like that, and he was thinking, oh, it's you know, it, it's the coolest way in Japan for a man to die, sort of thing, <laughs> or something like that. And so he was saying, yes, that's that's pretty awesome. That's uh. That's how I, I wanted uh, I wanted it to go for for Whitebeard sort of thing. So guys oh. out there, if you want to impress I, the Japanese ladies, yeah. that's how you die. Can I say something about that? Yeah. I actually um I don't remember what uh, historical period it was, but it's probably this the same one. I was I don't know if you guys are this anime called Phoenix, but they had a character who was a soldier. It was taking place um you know historical fiction, and they actually had him uh you know die standing up. So I'm wondering if it's the same guy. Probably is. 
It could be. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not real certain on on who it is or, you know, what the story is. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on. The one thing that I noticed is that uh, for I, I'm not sure how Viz does these. I assume they 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 reproduce them mm-hmm. as best they can. But the uh, the information the the volume opening information is different. They read they redesigned it again, uh, and it, it's it's sort of interesting. Uh, you know, the place where they list all the characters and who who does what. They used to have really really long story recaps. Uh, now it's just like a paragraph or two. Uh, but they do have all, all the crew. The crew used to have the same descriptions written in every single volume, you know, <laughs> basically from the time that they appeared. And now they they are different. All the all of the Straw Hat crew's uh, descriptions talk about what they did when they were gone. So you know, Nami was in Weatheria, and uh, you know, Usopp was training uh, with Heracles and, and and so on and so forth. And uh, it is it is sort of neat. They do have this is interesting. They do have English spellings in the alphabet uh, for each character listed here um which which could be pretty useful if they you know if they again if they do it properly and uh and they they keep their everything straight um and they're also you can see they have uh the the straw hats jolly roger is sort of superimposed behind each of those members so i imagine the only other characters listed here are like flashback characters so Luffy, Ace, Sabo as kids, and then uh, Garp and Dadan. But um, I imagine in, in future volumes they'll have more guys listed with their, their Jolly Rogers. And they have the bounties listed for all the, the Straw Hats. Cool. Is, Cur- is this the first time we got a, a full name for Dadan, or am I the last one to the party? No, no. Curly, I think. Or is that, or am I imagining? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I mean, I, I always thought it was Curly, but I didn't. I didn't know. I don't remember them specifically spelling it out. Yeah, I, I thought I. Oh, maybe I heard that from you. Maybe I heard that recently. So I'm not. I'm not gonna even speculate. Uh, yeah. So, so what's in the meat of this? Uh, we're covering chapters uh, 585 through 594. I think we probably mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, so you know, like like we we sort of found out as the details from the in, from the volume came out, it doesn't have all 13 chapters leading up to the break. Uh, you know, it just sort of stops in the middle. It stops on uh, 594, which is the one where you see all the other supernovas get sort of reintroduced and everyone. It ends with the umbrella line uh, for those ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a little disappointing, but you know, it's not like it, it makes the volume worse. It's just sort of a loss of potentially being a really awesome volume and now it's just a really really good volume mm-hmm. uh sort of thing i just i i know we've complained about it before with wh- where the volume ends but uh just seeing it again i i just think that's an awkward chapter to leave the volume off on but i know there's a limit and stuff so it's understandable yeah. but it's yeah. a little disappointing well like you said it it keeps it from being a great volume and just makes it a good volume Will Arouge get an umbrella? <laughs> no. No, he won't. Yeah. Now, um, Stephen, you also uh, mentioned that the fonts were different. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, it's really stuck out to me. Jason couldn't really tell when I, when I mentioned it to him. But, uh, Greg, do you agree here that, like, a lot of the fonts, the, the table of contents font uh, and the SBS fonts, the text fonts, are totally different now? Table of contents, I noticed SBS... The SBS looks pretty similar to me. The SBS, SBS Oda, Oda's font changed. Uh, wow. Yeah, Oda's font did change. Yeah. It, it looks... And, uh, 
it's kind of weird. Uh, it's it's a little more stylized. Uh, I mean, I guess it's probably something Viz would not change. You know, why would you? What, yeah, what why would you change that? Yeah. But uh, it, it did sort of jump out to me. I'm not sure what the the reason for that was. But uh, so what's the anyway, substance here? What what are we yeah. getting answered? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Greg. Well, Greg said that you said you liked the SBS stuff. I thought it was kind of usual. Not not a whole lot of of useful information. Um. Let's see. We got the we got the Sengoku information. That was very cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, everybody that's on top of that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that was that was cool. So we we know that Sengoku's fruit is a. It's a Hito fruit. <laughs> it's a zone mythical Hito Hito model Daibutsu. Okay. And a uh, Daibutsu is the giant Buddha statues that uh, are all over Japan. Yeah. So we this is this is where Stephen and I both need to. See put our, our feet in the ground and, and say, look, this is not the Buddha fruit. Right? Yeah. It's the Buddha statue. statue. Now I'm curious. All Zoan types have three forms, so we've seen two of them. What would third Sengoku? <laughs> we don't even form? know which two we've seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, we know we've seen his regular human form, his base form. Well, yeah. Well, now we've seen did, his crazy ones, but yeah. someone did point this out, and he and he did say, you know, it's kind of weird to to consider whether a statue is either mythical or a person. Uh, but you know, you sort of like, well, just let it slide, you know, don't <laughs> don't be so serious, guys. Uh, yeah. Thing. So apparently, it's just whatever, you know. <laughs> you know what I, I'm I'm taking from it is the um, uh, the old like the Daimajin uh, series, where um, almost like a like Godzilla, where giant statues and things would come to life and, and attack things. I'm, I'm guessing he took a page from that, and that's the inspiration. I, I'm actually I, I, I'm getting a little distracted because I'm looking at one of the SBS ones on uh, page 106. If you guys pick up pick up the volumes, they're always great to pick up Tonko Bonds, I, I suggest them. Th these won't be in any supplemental. Um, but there's a picture of Hercules in, dragging out Usopp with a bunch of... Uh, sausages shaped as an S and I think it's freaking hilarious for some reason dragging him out of like one of those monster beasts um, I know these are yeah. all fan drawn now so yeah they're yeah, they're fan drawn you should, you should submit one of these maybe Steve. I should yeah. okay yeah keep, should. keep on going there Steven uh, and we, we have a there's a you know there's a ton of the usual sort of cutesy goofy comedic uh, things one that I thought was, was actually pretty funny was that someone asked if the Moby Dick was named after uh, Stallone's fish in Rocky, the goldfish being named Moby Dick. So is that where it came from? He's like, no, actually, it's the super famous novel. You might have heard of it. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> did, did he say it in that way? He, well, he didn't say it that critically, but he did say uh, it was. It, he did say it is a super famous novel. The title of a super famous novel. So uh, that's, yeah, that, that's that's like. That's like. I mean, I, I'll give him a little bit of slack because obviously it's a huge American novel. It's not a huge Japanese novel. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it is an American book. And then again, that's, that, that's like not knowing that Akira Toriyama based uh, right. Kaio Sama's Monkey Bubbles off of Michael Jackson's Monkey Bubbles, the <laughs> chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Did I you know, name uh, him after Mr. Bubble? It's like... This isn't in the volume itself, but uh, for those who don't know, they come with inserts. And I know, uh, I think Greg wanted to talk about the glasses uh, at one point. Oh, the glasses. Because right. there's an okay. insert for them in here. All right. At least yeah, in mine. We, 
we have a number of glasses that are going on sale in Japan, and they're they're um, inspired by the the main characters. We talked uh, about so this a have... long time ago, uh, but I'll see if we could get a link for this again. But I, I think this is very cool still. I think it was, uh, was it Jason who found out about that. Yeah, I think yeah. Jason probably did. It's something Jason would find. <laughs> and uh, Zach, yeah. the URL is actually on the slip itself. Okay, so um, I'm going to read Japanese and find this URL right now. It's written in English. No, I, I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm tired. It's the one with the www dot. Is that on the back? Oh, yeah, so I'm on the wrong side. Oh, they have even the Q code, so you can scan it on your phone, Steve. Oh, maybe and I should try that. Find it. As we speak. Uh, no, let's do that later. Um, <laughs> so, what, now, what else is in the... When did that fad kick in? Because uh, now I see those everywhere. I think at. Japan had those before we did. Oh, they've had them for years. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what, what else is there? Uh, let's see. Well, the next one after that is just an entire page of SBS packed full of people suggesting birthdays for characters, which is so boring. Uh, I always skip over those things. Uh, although, <laughs> you know, it does have... Sabo and then Killer listed. So, you know, in case you were, you know, like we were saying earlier, you, you feel there's a conspiracy theory going on between those, uh, these two, those two guys. They have different birthdays. Uh, Secret and, identity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the next one, we do have one of the interesting ones, which, which people have talked about, which is Sabo's Cup in the, uh, the Brothers Cups, the Sakazuki, uh, where, you know, in the, in the original illustration, you could barely see a third cup right on the mm -hmm. side, sort of hiding behind the other one. And someone pointed out, is that, you know, because we didn't know at the time that this character named Sabo existed and that, the, you know, these guys were like brothers. You know, there were three of them rather than they just do. These. I mean, he does say Sabo later on in that arc and we figure it's someone from his past. Uh, yeah. We did not guess that, I don't think, though, because we were podcasting by that point with the three cups. Definitely. So I feel yeah. like we missed well, yeah, we dropped the ball in there. You, you read those chapter, you know, the scans from the magazine, they're always really crappy. So you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You can see the details. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely there, hidden right in the, right in plain sight. Especially and, back uh, then when the scans were just much worse, and even before that when they were way worse than that. Yeah. And uh, and the one other thing, this the last bit bit of stuff that I thought was really cool is uh, they have a a little side by side viewing of all these shirts that Ace and Luffy wore in the flashback. Oh really? And uh, yeah. I haven't, so I haven't gotten a chance to look at this yet. Yeah, so. yeah it's it's on one sixty six, page one sixty six. Uh, they have all all of uh, Ace's kanji shirts and all of Luffy's shirts. And the the thing about Luffy's shirts, I don't I, I never really picked this up because I wasn't paying that much attention. But they're all puns on things they all have like animals in them and you take the animals like either the sound that they make or the name of the animal and it actually makes a word do you mind going like, through some of them with us yeah uh like for example they have one that's like an f and a dog and uh what sound does a dog make in japanese it's one so it's f1 like like a car mm -hmm. racing f1 uh, uh they have uh they have another one that is laza and then a picture of a cat a cat makes a nya sound so it's lasagna yeah, of course yeah. you do fire. Shut finish. up, Firecraft. <laughs> Funnier than anything four kids ever wrote. That's a good point, yeah. 
There's mm. uh, there's another one that's esky and then a cow, so it's Eskimo because cows go mo. <laughs> so, sure they do. Yeah, it's stuff like and, and you know there's yeah. there's a bunch that are that are also based off of Japanese words, so it would be even less funny if I described them to you. Yeah, things, that, things that make you go yeah. Stephen, yeah. we're gonna have your back on a segment called Things That Make You Go Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the ace ones? They were you said they were uh, the ace ones. I mean, I know you guys. I remember you guys covering a lot of these, uh, asking what they were. When I think uh, I think Greg actually came on some of the manga recaps for that little arc. Yeah, and I'm not sure if these are necessarily all of them, but it's definitely a bunch of them. Uh, aces. There's bombing. Uh, there's innocent. Uh, violence. Uh, victory, like in a court case, like you won the court. Uh, there's independence. Pillaging. Uh, a slasher, uh, wilderness, laser beams. Um, <laughs> These Boy Scout badges? <laughs> I, I didn't realize Luffy uh, and Ace yeah. wore this many shirts. Yeah. I thought it's nice to he, know that they're changing. I thought they clothing. just had the one outfit. And then there was there's instinct and then uh, like chivalry or sort of manly ideals. And uh, he says his little note on the bottom is basically like they don't really mean anything, but he just wanted people to know like, hey, even in these flashbacks, like I'm paying attention to the clothes that the characters are wearing sort of thing. And I think he, you know, to make that sort of point, he might have gone a little bit overboard. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely kind of kind of cool to to see how much stuff he crammed in there. Yeah. And, and in his attention to detail, he mentions at the bottom that there's one from chapter 589 that even he can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's too it's too small in the picture, and you can't you definitely can't tell looking at this picture here. He's like, I don't remember what it is. What's going yeah. on in there? What is that 589? That's got to be right around here. I'm gonna find out. Uh, yeah, you guys keep going while I look at that. <laughs> Do you guys uh, have a and, favorite shirt? Not, not really. I didn't. I, oh, okay, yeah, Jason. You know what the best one is? It's definitely Tamagotchi Ken. <laughs> I Tamagotchi Ken. That's what he wanted to hear. Uh, that was that was a coaxing question. I'll, go, like, I'll go with one not listed, Brother Burger. Which uh, Brother Burger? <laughs> yeah, Brother Burger. Yeah, we'll put that on the website uh, if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about. And, uh, and gonna... advice, that that is a woman's T-shirt, so so guys, I, I would hold off. Damn I don't know. I, I think I'm going to get one Damn from Steve it. regardless. Yeah, get me the purple. I will. I'll wear it with pride. <laughs> he will. Uh, yeah, and that's that's it for the uh, the Oda SBS. The rest is the uh, voice actor stuff, which I don't even really bother to uh, read. Who do we have in this? Um, uh, it is Robin's uh, actress. Is she wearing like a mouse panda? What is that? Hat. Amanda. Amanda. Uh, no, it's 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 good. I I don't. I don't think I'll read those when they're translated by someone. Um, but uh, and then you got the Usopp gallery, which we're not going to mention, or else uh, Greg will be angry at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I just no, did. no, no, no. We'll look at we'll look at the Usopp gallery. Has many no. fine people. Well, I I mean, is there anything you want to mention from there? I uh, I did like there there is one on page two ten at the very top uh, where someone took not all the crew members but uh, six of them. And basically uh, made these like sort of weird ideogram facial drawings of them based on the katakana of their name, and it has all of the strokes written out on, on each of them. It's really cool looking, and uh, I'm really impressed of how this person did it. Uh, it has Luffy, Zoro, Usopp, Sanji, Chopper, and Robin, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's really impressive. Oh, that's supposed to be a hat. I was uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? 
Uh, who is that? Uh, Usopp. The one on the right. Sora. Oh no, Usopp's, Usopp's looks like Frylock from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Look at that. Just shut up and eat your cheese sandwich. Uh, but if you guys are want to follow along, uh, this this will come out. They don't do Usopp galleries in Viz, do they? No, I, no. They have. Haven't in the past. They have. They have. In the, in the past, her. they did the U.S. art. They yeah. took yeah. the Japanese art and put in the U.S. artwork. Now they just don't even bother. No, that sucks. It I don't know lame. why. But uh, I know in like Reborn volumes, they had something similar that kept all the art in there. So I think that's going to conclude it for our uh, volume sixty discussion. Uh, you guys want to round off? Sure. 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 This has been Special 6 of the unofficial One Piece podcast talking about Data Book Green in Volume 60. Uh, good, long, fun episode. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to your guys' questions, but uh, I hope that Greg comes on in the very near future so we could discuss those after Anime USA, hopefully. Uh, this is going to be our last reminder that you're going to hear. Uh, we're going to be going to Anime USA on November 12th through November 14th. Uh, two panels on the 12th for Full Metal Alchemist at Friday at uh, 8.30 p.m. in Workshops 2. And on the 13th, that's Saturday, uh, and that will be on uh, November the 13th at 4 p.m. in Panels 2. I got that right, right, Jason? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason was the one who keeps correcting you, me. You know what I was doing right now? What, Jason? I was nominating the podcast on the podcastawards.com. Nice, nice job, Jason. Uh, why, why do I keep forgetting that? Uh, go to podcastawards.com if you like this episode and other episodes like this of the One Piece podcast. Uh, is it still Best Entertainment on there, Jason? I know they changed the categories. There was already. entertainment, yes. Okay, so nominate us under Best Entertainment Podcast. Go right now. And, you should uh, also do Mature. And uh, I think I don't know how many you can nominate on this year, uh, but also People's Choice. I know they allow you one category and uh, one from the People's Choice or Best Produced. So you do People's Choice and Entertainment. Very nice and easy. Entertainment's the big one we're aiming for, though. So if you only want to do us for one, that's the one. Uh, uh, could they also do the our vidcast for the best video podcast? You can do that. Uh, you can nominate our vidcast for the best video podcast if you would like to do that as well. Uh, but I believe that's all we're qualified for. Uh, we definitely have more than eight episodes of that, and that's been out for a while. Uh, so you could do that. Um, I'm also going to make it easier for you guys to download stuff on the main website. Uh, that, that's going to be coming soon. Also, check out Steve's brand new SBS. Uh, that will be out when this podcast episode is out. And uh, one final announcement is that we will not be recording an episode until we are at Anime USA. Uh, included in that episode will be the anime recap for, for episode 474, which we haven't seen yet, but we've heard awesome things about because it's from it's the return of the man who did such awesome episodes as the, uh, the fight between Kuma and Zoro, the Blackbeard Ace episode of the anime, and as well, he's been there since episode two, so this is this is a veteran. Uh, what's his name again? Anyone here remember? I feel like um, I can check later. I mean, you want me to check now? No, that's fine. Uh, okay. I, I, Suzuki Taro. Uh, thank you. Thank you very Suzuki much. Suzuki Taro. Uh, I'm messing with you. So, so you can check that out. <laughs> one, you can check that out. At OnePieceOfficial.com. Uh, that's out now, uh, and we're also going to be talking about chapter 604 of the manga that'll all happen this Friday, 
uh, on the One Piece podcast. Maybe uh, maybe even Saturday. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but we'll find out soon. So uh, keep checking the website. And remember, donate to Greg's Cause for Jump Festa. We're, oh, we're just about halfway there as we record this podcast right now. Uh, put Power us over cars. the edge. Get us to 600. That's the goal. Uh, keep help help Greg out because we're gonna have help, us out. Everybody, everybody. help Greg make the podcast better. <laughs> Every little cent counts. Uh, what were we gonna say, Greg? Yeah, it's it's don't don't think of it as for me as much as it is for everybody. That's uh, if, if we end up going this year, that's uh, all all the One Piece fans have come together for that. So. Exactly. Uh, and remember, if you donate, I might even make it everyone who donated fifty since. Uh, that's a pretty hefty sized donation, but right now, as it stands, if you donate a hundred or more, uh, we'll either give you a little surprise, Greg will give you a shout out, something along those lines. We'll, we'll think of some cool stuff uh, that'll be tangible or intangible, but it'll be cool. Uh, maybe maybe fifties will be intangible and hundreds will be tangible. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all for today. Uh, Really big thanks uh, to the two big... The, the people who really held this uh, special episode together. Uh, I want to thank Stephen. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. No problem. Keep coming back. Uh, and Greg, all the way out there in Japan land. Hey, guys. This is fun. <laughs> uh, I, also, fun. I also want to thank the return of uh, Firecrouch over there. Yeah, one hell of an episode. Better get a lot of downloads because it deserves it. It does. Uh, thank yeah. you, Fire Crouch. Uh, and we apologize if we made too much fun of you on that little news thing. Oh, whatever. It, I don't. I think people like. Well, some people appreciate. Some people don't. I don't really give a shit. Well, that's usually <laughs> that's usually how your humor works, Fire Crouch. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't apologize. <laughs> Jason doesn't. That's because Jason's Jason. Uh, speaking yeah. of uh, Jason, the man himself, welcome back. Thank you Again, for having me on. You're always but also, Zach, we should tell the people how they can contact us. Uh, good point. Uh, how could the good people contact us, Ed? Well, the good people can contact us at onepiecepodcast.com and forums.onepiecepodcast.com at Arlong Park. They can visit our various places on the uh, internet at twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. They should subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can send us an email at onepiecepodcast at gmail.com or send us a Skype message at uh, One Piece Podcast, no spaces. Also, they can call us on our Skype phone number. Zach? Um, I wonder what that phone number is. I think it's 347-497-MAJI. MAJI. That's 347-497-6254. Call oh, anytime. Call anytime. It's your questions. It's your call well, anytime. <laughs> you're, you're, please don't rant about Usopp being African. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please. It's okay. We've all we've all. Lived. He's from the country of Africa. It's it's a, it's a good country. Uh, it's a big country. I'll tell you that there are 58 countries within it. I mean, that's. And he's from answer. all of them. Zach, stop <laughs> not making sense. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, though, Ed. Uh, so thank you, Ed, for reminding me to do that. Remember, vote in the podcast awards. We will see you at Anime USA this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. So for the One Piece podcast, everyone, my name is Zach, and my name is Ed, and my name is Steve. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Good night. Ta-ta. Yay. Ta-ta. Yay.